Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The Savon Boys are back in the building. Hope y'all had a great holiday break. Shout out to everybody that went out to get that 42-inch TV that you didn't need for $2.99. <laughs> Hopefully y'all ain't blow all your money. Oh. Got Tommy right here. Ryan right next to me. Sean over there. Yes, sir. In his yellow and blue. You know it. Oh, shit, man. The boys had a good week. Go blue again. Cowboys had a good week. Yeah, my Bears suck, but Michigan made up for it. Uh, Buffalo Bills had a good week. Yeah. Barely. Just barely had a good week. Luckily, we didn't lose that game. No, we had a pretty good boy. We had a pretty good week, boys. Sports-wise, we're, we're rolling over here. I know. Michigan was a big deal. That, that popped up on my timeline, <laughs> and I don't watch college sports at yeah, all. Yeah. I was so happy. So happy, man. So, so Me and means, Sean are the happiest people in Fort Wayne. Oh week. my God! Now, now I'm not a college fan. So what is your record now? Twelve and zero, undefeated. 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 Going to Big Ten Championship this week versus uh, Purdue. Somehow I don't know how Purdue got in that, but the East versus West of the Big Ten, and um, we're going to the playoffs. We're going to the college football playoffs again. So, and the best part of it is not us going. Is that Ohio State? Ain't going. Yes. So <laughs> that's make me even more happier. Yes. So uh, to, to see the misery and pain on their face for two years in a row, they beat us seven, eight, nine, ten years in a row. Act like they can't allow us to have two. You know, and uh, I, I feel I, I wanted them to feel every piece of that loss. I wanted them to cry. I saw people putting their head down in their jacket. It was just a. It was lovely to see. And now we beat them. We embarrassed them on their own home field. After everybody picked against us, oh, everybody the, on earth, everybody picked against us. That was the best feeling. Hell, Michigan coach picked against us. <laughs> I mean, everybody <laughs> picked against us. So um, that was a great feeling. I was uh, very, very mesmerizing, and it was just it was the best thing ever. Because I know so many Ohio people, when I know Ohio State fans, there's a lot of them that think they unstoppable, untouchable. Once again, they thought they was untouchable this year again. So. Uh, I couldn't ask for a better weekend from uh, from Michigan for that. So I, I'm with you, Sean. Always Aside been. from our sports highlights, you know, yeah. the Cowboys, we, <laughs> we we had a nice big win this past week. Buffalo Bills, man, you, man, your quarterback, man, he is saving my fucking fantasy team, man. This, this shout out to him for incredible. toughing it out and not sitting the game out with that injured elbow. Now I was I had a the fortunate family Thanksgiving where we got to see that game. Lie. That was my first pro game and got to be at least 10 years at this point. So, uh, shout out to the people of Detroit for the hospitality they had because uh, I'm sure you guys saw the news that Buffalo, New York had over seven feet of snow last week. I know. Mm. I thought some of that stuff was photoshopped. That stuff looks tragic. Horrifying. I can't imagine trying to open your door and your whole door is covered with snow. Oh, man. From the bottom to the top. Literally 12-foot drifts, they said. Oh. Like out in the country, you're a part of it, where it was no buildings. It's just... That's two men standing on top of each other worth of snow. Like, and people on. probably still had a boss out there like, all right, when are you going to make it to work? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, don't be late. <laughs> like, like you need us to come pick you up? Hell yeah. Man, Jesus, no, I can no. imagine that. No, I'm starting to wonder if we're actually going to get like a like a real winner this year because yeah. the last few winters, I feel like we didn't have like a real good winter. A nice little snow hill. I, I want to take my kids like down like a hill and just push them on a fucking tire just to see if they make it yeah, down there. Because yeah. my kids ain't really been into that. But this year, I'm like, you know what? Y'all old enough. 
If y'all get hurt, y'all can walk that shit off. Y'all, <laughs> y'all need to get up there, man. Just have like a nice winter experience. Because my kids are so damn reclusive at this point. They really do have my DNA. They don't like to leave the house. Like once you get in the house, you kick your shoes off and you get like the the heat going. And yeah, I got like a little fire, a little fireplace thing at my house now where it's it's nice and toasty in that living room right in front of the TV. It's really hard to leave the house, but I'm going to kick them out the house sometime this winter. So, yeah, shout out to my kids. who's probably going to be listening to this podcast later. Yes, I am going to kick you out the damn house. I'm going to lock the door. I'm going to make sure you don't come back in until you have a good time. So that's just me being a good parent this year. Aside from that, Ryan, how's your week been, man? How's your Thanksgiving? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, my dad drove, me and my dad drove from Fort Wayne to Detroit. Spent time with my sister and her family. Uh, there was nothing but Buffalo Bills fans in Detroit uh, since they had to play their past two games uh, at. Damn, they ain't no Lions fans in Detroit. Y'all just <laughs> gave up on them altogether. There was a lot. There were they were there, and there was a lot of Michigan fans. So I was in sports yeah. heaven. So oh, yeah, man. I saw nothing but Buffalo Bills uniforms and Michigan hats. It, it, I was in sports heaven, and uh, I had a. Probably this might be my best Thanksgiving of all time. All right. um, life yeah, here in Fort Wayne's been kicking my ass, but yeah, this holiday was great. It, it was fantastic getaway at uh, Ford Field. Y'all do your job, Lions fans. You get my respect. No belligerent crap. Um, it feels good to have my favorite team not be hated nationwide. <laughs> I don't, there's not. There's no. I've I've yet to be around to see that this hates the Buffalo Bills. I run into that a lot with Michigan because of the dominance we've had in college football area. Yeah, y'all really but, had like a resurgence. Like, I ain't never seen so many Buffalo Bills fans yeah. and like, was, in my life. It's almost like y'all just came out like, hey, it's cool to be a Buffalo Bills fan again, mm-hmm. y'all. So, well, I saw the real deal ones there in Detroit because a lot of people I had a chance to actually sit down and talk to. They were real deal fans. One of them, uh, quite a few of them were from Buffalo. I met uh, a group of guys our age in their in their mid-30s. They were both from Colorado, and they were been best friends for 20 years. One of them grew up a Detroit fan. One of them grew up a Buffalo Bills fan. And they said, hey, let's, they're playing each other for Thanksgiving. Let's fly out to Detroit and see the game. I got a chance to talk to them for 30 minutes. I met fans from all over, and these are real deal, lifelong fans. Not, oh, I'm a, I'm a casual fan. The Bills are good, and now I'm rooting for them. Because I'm sure y'all have even seen more Buffalo fans throughout Fort Wayne over the past year. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Bandwagon I've seen a jumpers. lot of them. I've seen them tags. I've seen banners. Yeah, jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Jerseys. And I ain't talking about just OJ. Like, I'm sure them jerseys are making a killing. No point in t- no pun intended. <laughs> every time I see a Josh Allen or a oh, Stephon yeah. Diggs, I'm like, man, what the hell? None of y'all knew about Buffalo uh, like finger, the past two years. All of a sudden, it. they become real good. And all of a sudden, it's real cool to have them as like a as a team now. Like uh, most I just want to say like, most of them are just Colts fans that gave <laughs> up on serious. the Colts when they said, "Hey, we need a new team, y'all. What do we got out there?" I'm just, and nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I will say <laughs> that, but please be aware of the bandwagon jumping on because as a fan for over thirty years, I can tell you. I wouldn't be surprised if Stefan Diggs gets struck by lightning next week. Oh, don't do that. We have some of the worst luck of don't all put that time. In, don't put that energy I don't out have here. to. It's already there. I, I, I do believe in karma. So there's a, still a part of me that feels like we're paying for past karmas. So I still, I'm still pissed off of having to go to Southside freshman year, hearing from 
people, oh, you saw the Titans ran that kickoff back? For against the Buffalo Bills, yeah, y'all lost that game. Yeah, I remember that. I watched that, that live. Was, oh, that was, that was terrible. And we had a 17-year playoff drought off of that. And keep in mind, Doug Flutie should have been our quarterback that game. He came in as an 0-3. We were 0-3. Doug Flutie started the fourth game, finished the season 10-6. and And our ownership said, Doug Flutie, you're riding the bench for the playoff game. We're starting this other quarterback that we invested money in. And sure enough, we got that kickoff back and start a 17-year playoff drought. And to a certain extent, that playoff drought was broken by the backup quarterback for the New York Giants right now, Mr. Tyrod Taylor. And his reward was getting traded to the Cleveland Browns. And Josh Allen, I swear to you, he's all the hype in NFL now. But he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL his first two seasons. So this jump that he made is one of the most unbelievable progressions in sports history. But I'm still wor- I've I saw him in college. I saw him his first couple years in the NFL. So the fact that he's this good is shocking. But he is absolutely a top five quarterback now. But I'm I'm not falling into the hype. Don't we, fall into the hype. Right? I'm not falling. I'm because I, I feel like as soon as you do that, you know, anybody does that, it's just going to jinx them. It's almost it like is. me. This was my first. This is actually my first time watching a live Cowboys game in like four or five years. Yeah. I don't watch them on Thanksgiving, but I watched them this year. I was like, all right, man, we we got to beat the fucking Giants, man. We got to have like That's a nice a game mass for you guys because I feel like we need to justify us being on national games now because I'm getting tired of the Cowboys just being like a a name that people just love to hate on. And granted. Nobody hates on the Cowboys like more than like Colts family that I have around here. They hate my Cowboys as much as anybody else. But I feel like every once in a while I gotta peek my head out. Like, hey man, how we doing right now? We seven and three. All right, man, we good. I can I can, I can kind of show my colors now. But most of the time I'm just tucking all my Cowboys stuff to the back of the closet. I don't even look at it. I don't put on my Cowboys hat unless we win. So yeah, I'm crossing my fingers that we very least make the playoffs. If we make the playoffs, then I'll come out bragging again. Y'all gonna be fucking tired of me. Cowboy uh, stuff it's everywhere. A guarantee you guys are guaranteed making playoffs. Yeah, we we have a good possibility, but yeah. just like any other the year, we can fuck some shit. May up. not win the division though. I but, feel like Tony yeah. Romo gonna come out of retirement just to fumble <laughs> at the two yard line on yeah. some shit. I feel like it's gonna be that bad luck. But I think the Bills. I think there's a such thing as good karma. I think the Bills can have like some good karma because you can't lose four Super Bowls in a row and not have like some good karma coming your way. I hope you're right. We got the injury bug. And I don't mean like good karma like, you know, they let OJ off. Not that shit. <laughs> I mean like good karma for the football team. <laughs> I so, hope you're right. Um, so I'm wishing y'all nothing but the best, oh, especially man. for my fantasy team. From like, a Cowboys fan, that means a lot. Man. No, I'm, 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 I, just, uh, I'm, I'm trying to be humble. I'm not trying to be cocky. We ain't got no, no reason to be cocky whatsoever. So, so uh, rest my Cowboys fans, yeah. y'all just shut the fuck up and just wait till we make the playoffs. Then we up, can come out the bush. <laughs> I ended up going. I ended up, you know, of course, loving what Michigan did on Saturday. So me and my dad went to Michigan to the casino. Oh, I on saw Sunday, that. and uh, you really went out to celebrate. I, yeah, I used all my prayers for the football game because uh, <laughs> they weren't so kind to me this on that day. Uh, they took all your damn. I actually uh, won some money and then turned around and lost all of it. So uh, I gotta have it, man. I gotta I gotta have somebody with me that I can trust to keep my money because if I got it in my hand, it just burns right through. As long as I see a machine that I can play, I'll play until you drag me out of there. So um, I took thirty dollars, hit like one hundred ninety five dollars, 
And then uh, I should have quit. No, nope, but uh, you stuck that back in the machine. I did. And I lost oh, all of it. He yeah, did. yeah, yeah. So uh, he was feeling it. Yeah, I was. I thought it was a great. I was double, you know, double down on the, on, on the weekend here. I mean, I had the Michigan win, and I was going to get some win from Michigan. Uh, but um, nope, didn't work. Still had a fun time. Other than that, we we hung out, me and my dad. But um, you know, it just didn't work out this time. But um, still, happy Michigan won. So I got I got For that sure. best part of it's it. It's one of the so. best wins in Michigan yes, history. Yes, yes, yes. So. No, I'm, I'm happy y'all had a really good weekend. Yeah, man, it was good. Good Thanksgiving. Good food. Uh, I just relaxed for the most part. Besides fo- watching football, I just relaxed. So it was a good time. Yeah. All right. Good now, to hear. Good. Now, to hear. Let's kick the show off, man. Who got the standard ovation ready to go? Man. Anybody uh, ready? I'm gonna do. Let me do mine real quick because yeah. uh, I got to pee really bad, guys. I'm really sorry about that. So let me get mine out the way. Damn, man, you got a weak ass <laughs> bladder, man. You got to work on that shit. Oh, it's been it's been a lot of water and orange juice drinking. Um. There is a show uh, that I've been interested in. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet, but a third season is coming up, and it's called Gangs of London. It looks pretty decent. It's on Amazon Prime. I've heard about this. You watched it so far? I haven't. I've I've delved into the first two episodes in season one, which I enjoyed mightily, but that was like over a year ago, and uh, I, I just haven't had the made made the time to finish it but uh you've heard sean and me talk repeatedly on this episode about the two cinematic classes the classics the raid one and the raid two yes i've heard about this now not only is it some of the best martial arts hand-to-hand fighting you've seen some of the best shoot 'em up action you've ever seen but just on a film craft level, this is some of the best filmmaking that you can see. Uh, and I, I really feel that the reason these movies are so good is because of the filmmaker involved. And that's uh, the writer-director, Gareth Evans. That's my standing ovation for this week. This uh, guy is from the UK. He's Dutch. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, he found his... Uh, Robert De Niro, if, uh, you know, certain directors have those go-to actors that they go to for a lot of their movies. Yeah, like Tim Burton and uh, Johnny Depp. Tim Burton, Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, Quentin Tarantino, Samuel Jackson. Certain people are just elevated working with a certain filmmaker. And uh, Iko Uwas of The Raid 1 and 2. Also, Conja Club in The Force Awakens. Uh, oh, Okay. Uh, Gareth Evans, you are filmmaking genius personified. Uh, The Raid 1 and 2 definitely had a huge impact on Hollywood because you see a lot of these actors pop up in multiple movies. Um, Just mentioned The Conjure Club, Force Awakens. Uh, The the actor who played uh, Sub-Zero in the most recent Mortal Kombat, Mm -hmm. he was part of the Raid. Uh, They even threw the Raid Actors in John Wick 3. So, yeah, Hollywood took notice of how good these movies were. But I'm just a little shocked that we haven't seen more stuff from the filmmaker himself. And I think that's just because he's been turning down stuff left and right. And he only wants to make what he wants to make. I'm sure the big Hollywood executives came knocking saying, oh, yeah, you did so great in this. Why don't you direct Expendables 4 for us? And, yeah, I'm okay on that. 
So I, I respect that he just chooses projects white. Wait, is he really doing Expendables four? No, no, no. I'm okay, saying don't he, don't do that because I believe damn near any rumor that I'm seeing on Facebook at uh, this point. Oh, don't please don't. No Expendables. <laughs> yeah, and thank God uh, that female's Expendables died an early death out. Which one? Uh, they were supposed to put Michelle Rodriguez and Gina oh. Garano. Yeah, this this was just dating for a year. Female Expendables. They were. Tr- any female you saw in an action movie, they were just going to toss her in there. But then Expendables 3 bombed, and they were like, let's just go ahead and back to the drama. Oh, it was bad enough they put Ronda Rousey in that, that Expendables 3. <laughs> it was like, man, she got in that movie, and then she got her ass beat. <laughs> Ain't nobody scared of her no more. And I, I, I like Expendables 1 and 2 a lot, actually. I, I, I like them a lot, and I was really glad to see John Clyde Van Damme as a bad guy in Expendables 2. Got a little over top at the end, but those are cinematic masterpieces when you saw how bad Expendables 3 got. That was one It's because them. they made it, I think it was like a PG-13. It absolutely The first was. two was rated R. I was like, why the hell they go that route? But uh, no, no, we don't need to get sidetracked with that. The budget must have got a little bit too big. But, yeah, that was bad. Uh, so, Gareth Evans, you are the next big thing. Uh, there's a couple shots that uh, shows how just great and creative a director is. Keep in mind, Raid 1 was made for a budget of $1 million. Raid 2 was made for $5 million. And these movies are blowing away action blockbusters that cost 100 times that. Uh, Raid 1, there's a shot where they're trapped in a room and the guy has to bust his axe. He has to use his axe to dig through the floor to jump to the next floor. And it's all in one take where you see the guy dig a hole through a wooden floor, <coughs> jump down. The camera follows him down through that hole, and he shoots a guy in the head three times. It's like, it's, it's incredible. And there's also uh, uh, one of the best tracking shots ever in the raid, too, where the camera actually leaves a car window, travels down the street, and goes inside another car while somebody pulls up with a shotgun uh, next to that. And just to show his brilliance, in Hollywood, the Raid 1, which takes place all in one building. If this was, Raid 2 was made in Hollywood, the Raid 2 would have taken place in all in the same facility, just like the Raid 1 was. So the lead character in Raid 1 ends up going undercover and ends up, ends up in jail for a couple of years. Hollywood filmmakers and executives, they would have said, okay, Raid 1 was all in a, in a apartment building. The Raid 2 is all going to be in jail. No. Raid 2, they show you the entire criminal underworld of Indonesia, and it's the complete opposite of the Raid 1. Multiple settings. It's, it, it, it's incredible. And he his first movie before Raid 1 and 2 fame was Marintau, which is another action masterpiece. Please, if you're a fan of the Raid 1 and 2, check out the first movie he did with Eco, Marintau. It's freaking amazing. Uh, there's a horror anthology series called VHS, which I'm kind of hit or missing. He did a sequence in VHS 2, which was by far the best of the series. There was a uh, somewhat disappointing Netflix movie called The Apostle that came out in 2016 that uh, I had high hopes for. Didn't I missed that one. It. I have no idea. Uh, it was back during the witch trial era, and it was a horror movie from the director of the Raid 1 and 2 I was excited for. Worth watching, but I expect a little bit more. But 
from what I've seen so far, he's got three classics under his belt. Marintal, Raid 1 and 2. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Any movie this person's involved in, I'm into it. Gareth Evans, Stand Ovation. Uh, you're one of the future filmmakers of our generation. Looking forward to what you got next. All right. Thank you for all you contributed to the cinematic world. You definitely got Ryan excited. <laughs> Extra. Well, Ryan excited like he got a brand new car again. <laughs> That's how excited he is talking about this dude. Silly, so, yeah, a salute to you, sir. Good one. Now, Sean, yeah. what you got for us this week? Okay, now I know we talked about this guy, but I don't think I did a standing ovation on him. We talked about him for his shows and his movies. But I'm going to go actually give a standing ovation to Craig Robinson. I know we talked about him, but we didn't give him we didn't give him a standing ovation. No, so man, I, I am not mad at that. Yeah, at all. I'm gonna give Craig Robinson a standing ovation. Man, that killing it show. It only had one season, uh, but um, <clears throat> I really like this dude, man. I I didn't really notice Craig Robinson until The Office. I don't know if he was ever any, doing anything else, but I I noticed him, but I didn't really notice him until yeah. uh, he started hanging out with like Seth Rogen and them. You know what I mean? Like when he started doing yeah. stuff with Seth Rogen and all those guys that Seth Rogen hang out with. That's when I started to pick up more on um, Craig Robinson. Like, this dude is hilarious. You know, I seen him with Patrice O'Neill on The Office mm-hmm. a couple times. But um, Patrice O'Neill was on The Office. Yeah, he didn't he last on, long. But I think it was just in season one. Yeah, because yeah. he was one of the warehouse guys. They worked together. Him and Patrice O'Neill was one of the warehouse guys, and then Craig Robinson kind of moved on up, and you know, had a little more. Uh, I think he had a little more important role in the show, but. Um, they would rarely show him, but he got he's he's he, he started making a big move onto that show. But um, some of the movies like Hot Tub Time Machine and Oh, uh, thank you for making me sit down and watch that. That was that funny. Was, that that it was, was one of funny. I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Yeah, that was real funny. Um, he like you said, Tommy. I think he was in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Craig Robinson. Yeah, yeah, he has like a reoccurring yeah. role as like yeah. one of the criminals that. Uh, they keep chasing on that one. They called him like the Pontiac Bandit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just fucking hilarious yeah, every single hilarious. time. Was he stealing Pontiac cars on there? Yeah, that, oh, that's, how they, that's how they uh, they, they made him famous at the precinct. And then he ended up like being like best friends with a detective that kept trying to arrest him. Damn. Like the entire <laughs> show, man. He's like, oh, man, this is great that we best friends and we just keep meeting each other like this. I was like, man, this is so fucking funny. I got to watch it. He I, is, he is really fucking funny he in is. that damn show. Um, this is the end. With uh, like I said, all Seth Rogen and uh, Jonah Hill and hilarious. Uh, that. I don't want to suck it. <laughs> James Franco's team, all of them get stuck in a house that, and the world ends. This apocalypse and the hell rises, and they don't know what to do, and they just stuck in this house for a couple weeks. So uh, that movie was unbelievably hilarious. There's a lot of actors, uh, comedians in that one. That you I, just, I remember, I saw Kevin Hart was in there. Kevin Hart was in there. Uh, uh, Rihanna, Rihanna, yeah, was in there for yeah, it. And yeah. uh, what's the one girl from um, Harry Potter? Oh, uh, damn it, she's very popular. I, every yeah. time I, I, I can see her face. I, know but I can't Redhead, remember her not damn Redhead, name. But uh, oh, talk, I can't remember her name. I know exactly what because she, she was talking to Craig Robertson outside, and uh, she <laughs> he's funny as hell. Um, yeah, Hot Tub Time Machine 2, which have sucked to me. That wasn't as good yeah, as the first one. Yeah, they probably one. shouldn't have made that one. Yeah, no, they shouldn't have made that one. Um, Pineapple Express, hilarious. Oh, my hilarious God. Hilarious. Like, I seen to it. <laughs> he said, damn, who eating in here? He's sticking his hands in the macaroni and shit. Oh, man, it's still warm. Oh, man, he's hilarious. He's a hilarious guy. Uh, no, my favorite movie of his is uh, Zach and Mary make a porn. Oh yeah, he was clowning in that. that. Was he was clowning my favorite in that. movie of yeah, his. He yeah. was so. Tisha damn Campbell was funny. his wife in that. Yeah, yeah. That was funny. yeah. 
Yeah, that was a good time. That shocked me. I didn't think I would like that. I'm like, this is going to be stupid. No, first Seth I was Rogen thinking, like, that. how are they going to put a movie out with this title into the theaters? So yeah, they ain't going to yeah. get banned or anything like that. Seth Rogen, he pulled it off. What movie did you guys see? Uh, Zach, Zach and Mary make a porno. Hilarious. Yes, hilarious. That, sure. that movie had me cracking some ribs. Um, he played in Dolomite is my name. Uh, oh yeah, the yeah, one with uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, he's I forgot a about remake. That. Uh, of course, that Morris from America that I talked about a couple weeks ago. You brought uh, that up. I think I saw that pop up on my uh, on, on my feed. I think it might be on HBO Max. Yeah, it's on yeah, HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, seeing because yeah. I was scrolling through and I was like, "Hold on, this is the, the show that uh, Sean was talking yeah, about." Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You don't want to try? Yeah, so, it's a little different, but I think you might so it's like on it. my watch list. So yeah. I'll I'll start watching that sooner or later. Yeah, you don't want to try, man. Uh, knocked up. He played the security guard that was forgot keep, he was in that. He yes. kept them from oh, getting in. He kept calling them old bitches. He's like, "Damn, y'all some old ass <laughs> bitches. What y'all doing out here? She pregnant and shit. What the hell y'all doing out here?" She no, it's like, not like you fine as fuck, but you just old as hell. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not for the earth. <laughs> <laughs> you just old as fuck to get in here. Yeah, so. And I got one. I don't know if you guys um, seen it called uh, Meet the Peoples. You ever seen I've Meet heard the Peoples that. with David Allen oh, Greer with, uh, and Kerry Washington? Washington? I oh, did great, watch that. Great, great. I enjoyed that one. That I was funny. Seen that in a while. Yeah, that, damn, that, in, that could be an actual hidden gem right there. I forgot damn, about I that know, damn movie. We could have used that one, but that came out in 2013. That was funny. Kerry um, Washington did a good job in that. And sure, uh, David Allen Greer, he's all, mostly always funny, too. So, oh, yeah. Um, Craig Robinson, 51 years old. You know, he's been around for a little while now. He's, he's just a, uh, up and coming. He's doing all the Pizza Hut commercials, if you see that. With the That's Pizzones. how most people know him now. Yeah, yeah, Pizza with the Pizzones and the Detroit-style pizza. So uh, I thought I would give him an actually standing ovation. I really enjoy him. Anything he's in, I'm going to watch it. He's funny as hell to me. Uh, yeah, he that plays, Killing It show is real Killing cool. It and with the snakes and stuff. He plays the piano. He was a substitute. I have got to watch that. He that was a substitute like... teacher in Indianapolis for a while. What? Yeah, before he became, you know, any kind of person that he is now. But uh, Where is he from? Um, I can't remember where I had it written down somewhere. I want to say he's from... Uh, I want to say he's from Ohio. I mean, I can't remember. I know Mike Epps is from Indianapolis. Right, uh, Mike Epps is from Indy, but I don't want to uh, claim Mike Epps. No, offense. he's from Chicago. What's wrong, Mike? Chicago. Epps? I like Mike Epps. Yeah, I don't. I don't. His stand ups are real funny. I don't, I don't like not, any of his stand ups. Him in yeah. movies, he's funny, but his stand ups is like it leaves me wanting more. It's not the he do some of the same jokes. I, I caught. I caught him doing some of the same jokes. I'm a Mike Epps fan. I, think I do I like Mike Epps though. Yeah. Now, when I compare him to. To one that I'll probably uh, bring up later on in the episode, like the other stand-up comedian that we talked about in the group chat, he is fucking hilarious. He had me oh, cracking some uh, damn ribs. Dion Cole? Yeah. He great. is fucking great. hilarious. My great. wife was cracking up. Yeah, great. Because he, 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 tell, he was telling those like relationship jokes, and I'm sitting there <laughs> laughing. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, my wife, we're going to have a conversation about this one later. Yeah, everybody can relate. But he's great. Dion Cole's great. But Craig Robinson... That's my standing ovation for the night from Chicago, Illinois. Fifty-one years old, former substitute teacher. Damn, fifty-one. Fifty-one. He getting up there. Okay. He's a little older than that. I think the group he hangs with, like Seth Rogen, them like our age. You know, James Franco and all, probably a little bit older. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Craig Robinson tonight, man. Keep doing big stuff. I enjoy you every time I get to see you on anything, comedy or movies or whatever. He's pretty funny. So all right, man. He Craig definitely Robinson. makes everything better. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He is very memorable in anything that he's ever been in. <laughs> For sure. Like, yeah. I, like I said before, I am concerned about his weight. I don't want him to be yeah, one of those. That, bigger. That's a, he's getting bigger. Yeah. That gets too big, man. Next thing you know, that like he can't really, like he's not taking care of himself. Because like, right. I told you, I don't want my heroes to start gaining weight like that. I want them to stay healthy and alive as long as possible so we can truly appreciate the work that you put out. I said that about Eddie. 
because I saw Eddie be gain, gains a little happy weight because, you know, Eddie Murphy, he ain't got to really work no more, but I still want Eddie to stay in good, healthy shape. I want him to stay around as long as possible, not to make another nutty professor. I don't want to watch this Belly Hills cop that's coming out. Uh, no more coming to America, man. Just, just, just stay in Africa. <laughs> don't come to America no more. <laughs> just, and I want Craig Robinson because between him and Patrice, those two on the office, they were really fucking funny together. They were hilarious. Hilarious. And it was hard enough for me to accept that Patrice is gone. I don't want nothing bad to happen to yeah. to my black yeah. hero. So they about Robinson, the same size too now. You know, I'm about to say he got to stop eating pizza. Yeah, he got to get off the pizza. Hut. Oh, <laughs> pizza hut, give him a three free pizzas every I'm time you do man. commercial. <laughs> Detroit style is not bad. It's, it, it took me a while to get used to it. Like the, I'm not a fan of that. The marinara sure. on top of the cheese and pepperoni. It's, I don't like. Still it. haven't tried it yet. To me, it's like, kind of weird, but it, it it does kind of hit the spot a little bit. It tastes Just like a, a big bit. French bread with sauce on it. It's, not it's like crazy bread. Yeah, it's not a real pizza to me. I wasn't crazy about it. It wasn't bad, like you said, but the, my sauce was cold when I got it. I was like, what the? Maybe I think that might be, be the thing. Like, it might be the right, thing. Man, you went to Detroit. Do you have like Detroit-style pizza in Detroit before? Uh, never. I still have yet to try Detroit-style pizza. I bet you if you had their authentic Detroit mom and pops place, it'd be better than some Pizza Hut rendition. I bet. Yeah, because I don't know we can go commercial and try to judge like Detroit-style yeah. off Pizza Hut. Right, right. That feels wrong. That's fucked up. Hut, we apologize, Detroit, man. Y'all deserve better than if this. If Pizza Hut tried to make Chicago-style pizza, it's not going to be the same. You Hell know, yeah. So. Like, you like, can't just do that. Yeah. Like, so. go to go to Chicago. You got to try dish. out, like, Uno's, yeah. like yep. I did. Yep. Because oh, that, that, excellent. No, yeah. that shit will fucking leave you stuffed. <laughs> That's more of a pie than a pizza. You eating the whole no, pie. No, it's almost it's, like cheese soup. Yeah. <laughs> really? You ain't lying. It's thick as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I've had it once, and I was great. And I do want to try New York-style pizza. A real authentic New York. I've never been to New York, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, dollar slice costs like seven dollars. I know, but the now. cheese yeah, coming—you get the cheese appeal all the way off, like like you see on the shows and movies. That it looks good. So. All right, man, we got. I'm, I'm looking hungry. So <laughs> Talking about pizza right now, man. Yeah, Damn, right, I, yeah. I should have ate before I got here, man. I'm stomach growling. It's probably gonna be on the microphone. I apologize, <laughs> man, but uh, no, man, just my stomach wasn't settling right, man. I just something about eating Subway. It just fucks my stomach up for the rest of the, the day. Bread is too thick. Man. <laughs> I, I tried the flatbread. But, I don't know what it is. Like, I got to have better options downtown because this is like when you go to lunch downtown, you pretty much just go to like the first restaurant that got the shortest line. Yeah, rallies, Taco Bell. It was like, all right, I guess I'm eating McDonald's today. Ain't nobody over here. (laughs) And it's always like I regret it. I always regret it, man. Like, Like going to Taco Bell after like midnight. Like you just don't do shit like that. So yeah, shout out to Subway, man. But y'all, whatever y'all doing, y'all damn subs, man, it ain't working for me, man. No, man. Ever since Jerry got arrested, they've been fucked up. <laughs> all fucked up. All right, standing ovation is me. Is I'm gonna go a little bit left field. Now, just to give you guys a little bit more context on context on mine, uh, I'm actually in a Facebook group where they have like other podcasters. And we talk, we socialize, man. We kind of spitball back and forth, like ideas we've been trying on our podcast, like guests that want to, like, you know, switch back and forth and go to other people's podcasts. So I actually came in contact with a young woman by the name of Nisi Anderson, who's a screenwriter. And she sent me over a uh, short film that she had wrote for. Uh, I forget who it was directed by, but it was a short film that's called Perspective Part One. And this one was just like a short film about a young man who is looking to propose to his girlfriend. But the setup for her is she's actually starting out talking to her friend about how she's getting ready to break up with him is one of those setups. So 
the thing I found uniquely intriguing about this setup was I like, I don't know if she intentionally did it, but it felt like they flipped like all the emotions that women seem to feel when it comes to relationships about wanting to push it forward. They're ready for marriage. You know, like they like, like, where are we going with this? Have you ever heard that shit? Where, yeah. where are we going with this? Y'all, like, y'all hear that shit? It's like, oh, fuck, I guess we going home. Yeah, it's <laughs> always where we going. Can't never just be right where we are. No, so. they just they don't they want to go to the altar or they just like, hey, man, we just need to go our separate ways <laughs> yeah. pretty much. But, but for this one, it was like it was very intriguing to see like the guy. Like eager to want to, you know, get married to somebody who who isn't really into them. It seems like, like all his emotions that he's been showing this one is like, oh, he's in love, but he's stupid jealous, mm. stupid jealous. Like, man, where you at? Like, like when you going to get back home? Like, like who's over there with you? <laughs> those people are out there. They oh really my exist. god! No, these <sighs> those males are out there. Those I'm sorry. males are out there, but they are, they they fascinate me. On so many levels, like the amount of insecurity that some men have where they're trying to keep track of their women 24-7. Now, granted, this is the kind of behavior that my wife wants me to exhibit. Mm-hmm. But I'm more like, babe, like I'm all, I'm kind of on the fence. Like, I love you. I like seeing you. But you, I kind of like building up that thing of where like I want to miss you a little bit. If I'm talking yeah. to you all day, you, like we, yeah. we're going to lose our conversation at the end of the day about how your day went because I right. talked to you at my lunch break. I'm, I'm trying to tell like, hey, babe, I just mm-hmm. like you just do your thing all day. Go through all your emotions, man, the good things, the bad things. At the end of the day, we can download on each other about how the day went. This is like one of those dudes that just like wants to talk to her like all the time. No. And, like where you at? You coming over? Like, oh, I can't wait to see you. Like, he's one of those dudes. I don't want to call him a simp. I don't want to call him a sucker. But he's he, <laughs> he, he is odd, he, he is like oddly unique. Oh, knock the, if you do. He is oddly unique in the world that I've I normally see now. Now the film was it's only like eleven minutes, but if it, it feels very very grounded, it felt very realistic. It wasn't like a dramatization like that you see on like Maury Povich where they show like a couple fighting and then they're storming off and they're fake fighting. It, it wasn't those. It felt very grounded, very realistic, very common. And it, I felt like she's really on to something on this perspective part. She hasn't put out part two yet. She's trying to get her numbers up. So I'm going to try to help her as best I can to get her numbers up and try to get more people to actually watch this. I thought it was very well written. The acting was really good. Like I, the, the low budget films, the filmmakers, I feel like they need more shine. Because right now, if y'all haven't heard, the the blockbuster numbers that came back this past week wasn't the greatest. So I think we need to find like a deeper pool of talent to pull from, and I want to help pull some of this talent back into the limelight right now. So I'm going to give my stand ovation to Nisi Anderson this week, a screenwriter. I think you're really on to something. I thought your short film was, was great to watch. It really had me thinking for a little while. It was very unique to flip the script on the dynamic of the relationship because I, I don't like cliches in movies sometimes. I like to see something different. And you really killed that cliche of like the women being the one being pushy and trying to go to marriage right away. Like if you're 21, quite frankly, you shouldn't even think about marriage. Mm-mm. Not at all. I don't think nobody should get married until they at least 28. Even 30 sometimes because you yeah. 30 is different than 20s. 30s is different. You find yourself more in your 30s. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's so many phases that you go through as right. like a young man and a young woman. I'm not trying right. for all you nasty ass hoes out there male and female <laughs> i ain't talking about that whole phase that everybody seems to go through everybody doesn't need to go through that whole phase and if you feel like go through that whole phase do yourself a favor wait it out 
Go all the way through it. Do not try to get into a serious relationship until you know you are mentally prepared for everything that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Everything that comes with it. Like, if you can't put a down payment on a house, you shouldn't get married. Yeah, for sure. It's Seriously. Um, if, you ain't ready to, if you ain't ready to even start thinking about kids, don't think about that. I, all, I agree with that. I agree with that. All yeah. that comes together. I'm, uh, yeah. Not yeah. saying, like, people can't make it work. Get your, not a, get your credit right. You know, when you, I know when that you, should be a law. Like your credit got to be at least seven twelve before you even think about proposing. Right, right, because this, because especially women are start expecting things. You know, I mean, once that marriage, like everything goes after that. Now we all everything the floodgates have opened. You know, the floodgates sometimes open for for me before that. You know what I mean? So then I get overwhelmed. You know what I mean? So when you get married, like you said, you got to have all these things in order. You know what I mean? That's that's something you should have or think about before, especially if you want kids or you don't want kids. You probably don't want to get married. You know, some some women are already have their kids though. You know what I mean? They may not actually yeah. want another another kid or something. But most of the time, you meet a lady who's single, no kids. That's what they're waiting on. They're waiting to get married, or you know, and try to move on from that. So, yeah, if you can have a friendship and a bond, yeah, and, and if you guys have been together for a while, if if you consider that person your f- best friend or one of your best friends, take a chance. I, I, I just talking to my sister over this holiday weekend. Her and her husband have now been together for twenty six years. Wow! And uh, they where always, the hell do they come from? Yeah, uh, my sister born and raised here in Fort Wayne. Uh, he's born and raised in Chicago. They met at Bradley University when they were in college. Uh, dated on and off, and they got married in their late twenties. Now they're both in their early fifties, and they—they uh, they made it work. And they even were joking around with me recently um, that they always get a kick out of their first apartment they had in Chicago in a real shitty part of town, real shitty apartment. This sounds like a movie. <laughs> this really does sound like a movie. Yeah. I was probably only twelve or thirteen at the time visiting them for the at their apartment first time, and they had a, a bean bag. You guys remember those yeah, United they, kids bean bags? They, bean bag. I know. There's. Yeah. Yeah. I know. There's yeah. like it's retro now. Yeah. Yeah, well, my back. stupid butt said, "Why do you guys have a trash can, trash bag in your living room?" And it was their black bean bag. <laughs> and, you know, oh. some nasty shit went oh, down on that yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just sit on that. Oh, uh, now, it was definitely good. lumpy for a reason. Uh, <laughs> they got it in. Uh, thank you for, uh, for being such a nice guy uh, to my sister's husband, Leo. I'll forgive you for all the shit you did to my sister when <laughs> lights are off, but you're, you're, you're a good guy. You're a good guy. But th- they've made it work. They're both high, very successful in their adult lives, but... Yeah, them coming out of college, taking a chance of marriage. If you, not only this this up and coming screenwriter that you're giving a stand ovation to, that's extremely inspiring. But yeah, my my sister and her marriage has been inspiring as well. But yeah, props to you, Tommy, for giving a shout out to an up and comer who's trying to just make something happen. There's nothing more difficult in life than attacking that blank page. Um, yeah, it's, it's just you, an empty page in a pen, and you have to fill it with stuff that's not there. Uh, that's one of the more difficult things you can a- achieve in life. Not only to a, just to finish and be satisfied yourself, but to actually get it made is a thousand times harder. It's already hard enough just to fill that page with good material, but to have other people enjoy it and actually want to bring it to life. 
that's a, a damn near impossible magic trick that very few people can make happen. So shout out to her for trying to make that work. Yeah, like it's, I always say, like it almost feels like a miracle when certain people are able to get their vision out to the world, big time. Especially like when it's up and coming, like you're really just trying to do everything on your own, like like come up with the money because, like like we said, we had our uh, our first guest on here, Andrew Guilford. Like he's a, a inspiring filmmaker, and like what he did, like you said, you saw his short so far. And I thought it, I thought it actually looked really good. I like it when they get very very. Creative. See, he's got more balls than me. See, me as an inspiring filmmaker, I know. I I don't have the budget to make it, but he's got more balls than me. He made what was essentially a $50 million action movie on a shoestring budget. He said, skip it. I don't got $50 million. I'm going to make it anyway. And he choreographed his own fight scenes. He got his family in there for supporting roles. He just went out and made it. Yeah. So shout out to him for having the, the courage and the wherewithal of getting that done. Yeah, so shout out to him. Shout out to Nisi Anderson. Standard ovation this week for me. I am inspired, and you do give me hope of what's been coming out recently. Now, blockbuster numbers aren't great, but when I see a young filmmaker do something like that, I thought I thought it was incredible. It was very incredible to watch. So, shout out to you this week, Nisi Anderson, standing ovation, talented screenwriter. Hopefully, this is only the beginning for you, and you keep going from here on out. And I'm I'm a fan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep y'all posted. Anderson. Anderson. I remember. Yeah, that. I'll, I'll tag her in the post this week, so I'll make sure that she gets all the praise that she deserves. And yeah, I'm looking forward to part two of that uh, perspectives short that you put out, and hopefully the second one was just as intriguing as the first one. Because man, seeing seeing a dude beg for a relationship to work, that don't even sound right. You know how quick we be to get out of a relationship. <laughs> like you want to break up? All right, cool. I'm out. It's real. A yeah. female coworker of mine found out that uh, her uh, boyfriend was tracking her iPhone and started accusing her of cheating on him because she was tracking her iPhone too. <laughs> so yeah, that's my friend's house. You went to last. That's a, <laughs> like, oh my that's, god. That's a yeah. new uh, thing. Now, granted, I have it on my phone because my wife. She has it in her mind that, you know, I'm going to be an accent. She won't be able to find me. So she wants to make sure that I can always be tracked. I'm not worried about me being <laughs> You no- fell for that? No, because most, cause <laughs> I, have, I have nowhere else to go. Like, oh, man, you caught me. I'm at my mama's house. <laughs> like, like, that, ain't, that ain't nothing. Like, okay, I went to my mom's house because I am one of those adult males where just going back to my childhood home, it just, it's a sense of comfort. Big for time. me going to sit back in my mom's house, smelling her cooking food. Because I don't fry chicken at my house, so smelling her fried chicken and fried fish and all that stuff at the house, it just it has like a nice little nostalgic like feel to it of like, oh man, like this is what I grew up with, man. Mac and cheese on the stove, mm. Mm, can't wait to get some of that. Those man. moments are priceless. Oh, man. Pound cake in the oven, mm, oh lord, I gotta stay here a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Good, yeah. No, so it's just it's just one of those things. So like I'm I'm not one of those that just plays video games and hangs up my mom's house and wait for her to feed me. Just what the fuck are we watching? I know, I, I'm watching this trailer. I, what the hell is I, this? Yeah. I, holy shit! I apologize, listeners. We are we are one of those podcasts where we watch movies and clips while we're podcasting because we like to multitask. Yeah. But I'm watching the trailer right now, like some it's like a doll, some some, amp, some AI doll that's very realistic, dancing and twerking and shaking her ass. 
I was like, like one of those black white girls that Ryan likes. Right. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is, this is crazy. He's being sarcastic. Yeah. No, I don't want that out there. Like, like, uh-huh. like your DMs get filled with like a bunch of ghetto ass white girls. Yeah, like, hey, yeah. Ryan. Oh man, got that one swoop over there and on the left side. A swoop and a neck tattoo is a clear indication she is no good for you. Uh, yeah. She's got Newports in her hand. Don't do it. Don't do it. And this show always got pajama pants on. <laughs> Drive a, a old Impala. Oh, man. With bald tires. Man, you don't want that. No, so. you see pants that say juicy, that's dry. Yeah. <laughs> don't you fall for that shit. No, man. Don't you, no. don't you dare fall for that shit, bro. <laughs> oh, Lord. I learned my lesson long ago, guys. Oh, no. That's a real catfish right there. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Now. Let's let's move on to our next segment, guys. Binge worthy. Now, once again, I don't know if I have anything for my binge worthy. Let me let me double check, make sure I didn't write nothing. Oh yeah, I do. I do. I forgot about this. Sweet. I wrote it down earlier this week. Now, my wife has been. Uh, first off, I love my wife. I love my wife very much. But quite frankly, when my wife forces me to watch shows that she knows I don't want to watch, she knows it's like irritating. Irritating yourself. It's worse than cuddling when she's freezing cold and I'm nice and warm on my half of the bed. <laughs> and then she bring her cold blooded ass over there and stealing all my body heat. She knows I hate that. And she knows I hate watching shows that she watches because most of the time I don't think they're good shows. Grey's Anatomy and all that shit, like it's it's trash to me. I don't like to watch that. On season twenty at this point, Jesus they Christ. Just, they that show will never stop die. Filming. But my wife has got a, an incredible gem of a show. That she's been watching, and I'm starting to get into it. It's a show called Yellowstone. Yeah, my mom watches that. With uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, yeah. That show is very well written. Very intriguing. It is very captivating. For one, all right, once again, I'm very comfortable with my sexuality when I say this. Kevin Costner looks great for his age. That is a handsome-ass man right there. I've always been a fan of his. He is a Not sexually, of course, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the fact that you had to say that. <laughs> All right. He's a good actor. All right. Nobody Very thinks he's trying to get Pinochle with Kevin Costner. <laughs> oh, no. Nobody. He, he can guard your body. Yeah, no. sure. <laughs> but he don't want you like He'll that. He'll take you out to that cabin he did. In, uh, <laughs> 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 Have you in there crying and shit? Back and to the left. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you're stupid. All right. But Kevin Costner and Yellowstone, this show is... Is very very entertaining. Have y'all watched this one yet? Because Sean, you said like your parents watched this one. The Yellowstone. I haven't seen it, but my mom talks. She keeps telling me Sean watch Yellowstone. And this is on, one of the more it's hyped. on Apple TV. I don't have Apple TV though. Yeah, man, I need to get it. people been gassing this show. Yeah. One of my coworkers, her and her husband, dressed up as a husband and wife couple from this show. Not the Kevin Costner character, but apparently. There's a younger couple on there in the 30s or oh, 40s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. And actually, this uh, Yellowstone, the spinoff show that's also on, a, that's on a Paramount, I think I brought it up for my binge-worthy <laughs> probably about earlier this year, uh, 1883, the yes, one with uh, Tim McGraw mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Faith. That is a great show as well. So and I think they have another spinoff coming out uh, in another month with Harrison Ford called 1923. You oh, are wow. correct. Yeah. So Yellowstone, this is a sequel. So Yellowstone is set in the now, like the time of now. Because okay. uh, Kevin Costner is playing. He just got elected governor of Montana. So that's the backdrop of that. And that, and like he oversees like a ranch. And you can just kind of put two and two together where they're going with this one. Like ranch life, cowboys, like being governor, crazy daughter. Yeah, it's, it's intriguing. It's very intriguing. And I, 
I didn't want to tell my wife at first because I didn't want her to know that I liked her show. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm acting like it's like weirdly twisted my arm. I'm like, ah, oh, man, Yellowstone tonight. Oh, fine. I guess, you know, whatever. I guess I'll cuddle with you, but you got to leave me alone tomorrow if I'm watching your show today. But little <laughs> does she know, I, I really enjoy her show. This show is very, very entertaining to me. I'm going to keep watching this shit behind her back. You know what? Never mind. I'm going to have to edit this shit out because I think she listened to my podcast just listen to me tattletale myself. <laughs> yeah, this show's fucking trash. That's a relationship no-no. you got to watch at the same time uh, if y'all both both fans. You know what I mean? You know, you know, I know. That's why I'm pissing her because I'm pretty sure she watched Stranger Things without me for like half a season on season two. Speaking of Stranger Things, I I, I have a friend uh, she asked me, what could she watch? And I told her Stranger Things. She's like, ah, I try to watch it, but I don't like it. I was like, just watch it again. She keeps messaging me, messaging me. Oh, this is great! You yeah. were right. This is awesome. I'm on this season, and and Eleven did this, and I'm on this season, and and they finally found Will Byers, and then she just really, really took off on it. She don't watch like two seasons in one night. You know what I mean? So she for the first wow. two seasons in one night, she watched Good it Lord. one night. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So she said it was. She just can't stop watching. I'm like, see, I'm I'm glad that that, that I could help you out there. You know. So no, there yeah. is. To me, there's no greater feeling than yeah. passing on like a great show or yeah. movie to somebody who who really is looking for something to keep them entertained, yep. and that might be a hidden gem for them. Yep. So, yep. shout out to your friend for finding Stranger oh, Things. Yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. better late than never, for sure. But for Stranger sure. Things, you know, I'm glad that they they caught on to that and they understand that it's not just a popular show, but it's a very well written and is. acted show. It is. Yeah, Especially when you look at the first season and how the kids were acting. So shout out to those kids. I wish them nothing but the, the kids best. Kids did a hell of a job in that first season, so yeah. Yeah, but Yellowstone, I don't I don't know if you want to get Apple T V just to watch this show and nothing else because you said uh what's the one show that you're talking about? Um Me? The, the the after party the after or something party, like that yeah. was on Apple TV. Oh yes, yes. So they do have other good like shows and gems on uh, Apple TV. They don't have much. But have you guys watched that yet? I, I have not. I'm Ooh, sorry. I cannot wait. No, that that I cannot wait to hear that's the entire weekend kind of thing. But once you I get, get into it, you'll be the first to know about it. You guys will binge it. I can yeah, because you finally got into Stranger Things. So I owe you one. Wait, I get I did Game of Thrones for you, and I ended up being like, well, like the, the best <laughs> yeah. thing that ever happened to me. I've never <laughs> seen somebody watch that series so fast. You watched it. You watched the shit out of Game of Thrones. You know the worst thing about watching Game of Thrones is that you have to pause it to get a bathroom break in. That's the only <laughs> bad thing about Game of Thrones for me. Is that I love that show so much. No. That was so good. No, I fixed my downstairs bathroom so I could stop walking upstairs to use the bathroom <laughs> for that shit. I was like, no, no, no. My, my knees don't work the same no more, man. I, it's either that or I'm going to have to open up the window and piss outside. You got the Battle I, of the Bastards <laughs> coming up. No, that that, that, that shows up. So thank you, Ryan, for, for getting me to go on to that damn little journey right there of Game of Thrones. But, yeah, I can't urge you guys enough to watch Yellowstone. It is a great, great show. Great show. It should win some awards, in my opinion. But at the very least, if you're a Kevin Costner fan, he does not shortchange you whatsoever. Even at his age right now, he is still incredible to watch on screen. So, yeah, binge-worthy this week for me, Yellowstone on Apple TV. Go watch it. You're welcome. All right. Now, that your opinion means a lot to me because uh, as far as pop culture goes – in 2022 that's got to be top five and that, that goes not just in movies tv shows it's pop culture in general that's one of the more talked about pop culture events of this year and to hear from savant that it's living up to the hype yeah it is that will definitely be a my must watch because i think there's six episodes into season three so yeah you could you can have like a nice little weekend watching yellowstone's season one. on season three already yeah whole that I've been watching. I've been, show. It's not even that long ago. 
Yeah, that literally came out earlier this year, and I think there's only like 10 episodes, about an hour or so, and it is great. It is great cinema right there, 1883. Tim McGraw did an amazing job. Him and his wife did an amazing on that one. So Yellowstone is definitely worth the watch. Watch season one. You'll thank me before you even get to sit, before you get to season three. So it's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. Now, since I'm excited, I'm on this high. Please give me something else to watch this weekend, guys. Ryan, what do you got? Don't be a documentary. <laughs> Don't be a damn documentary about some, <laughs> okay. about seals or some shit. Okay, I'm sorry. Right out the gate, it is a documentary. Damn it, I knew it. I fucking knew it. But I do love his documentary. <laughs> it's, well, it's, everybody it's, needs it sometimes. People want to watch that sometimes. Right up yeah. your alley, Tommy. This, is, matter of fact, you owe it to yourself as a Lakers fan to watch this. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. All right, carry on. So we did, like Tommy mentioned earlier in the show, we were uh, watching. We're, we got nonstop movie trailers in the background, and uh, one of the trailers was the Emancipation Will Smith led movie coming out on Apple Plus here next month, directed by Antoine Fuqua. Uh-huh. Antoine Fuqua also directed a documentary chronicling the rise of the Los Angeles Lakers. Under Dr. Jerry Buss, uh, which you can uh, let me uh, check my notes here. Make sure I give you guys the right channel to watch this on here. This is called Legacy, the true story of the Los Angeles Lakers. I didn't know Antoine Foucault did that. And I didn't know either. He directed it. Now, unfortunately, I did not write down <coughs> what channel this is on. I found it uh, through other means, but I think it's on Showtime Plus. But uh, it's it came out a couple months ago, and I think this is this deserves to be a part of anybody's collection. Uh, there, it pretty much starts with the uh, purchase of the Lakers by Dr. Jerry Buss, and it has interviews with his daughter Magic Johnson, uh, her brothers. There's somewhat of a power struggle of. Who would control the Lakers after the passing of oh, Dr. Oh, yeah, Jerry I remember Bush. that dumbass brother that wouldn't give up the fucking power yeah, of the Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. sucking for like three, four years. And yeah, I was getting ready to shoot his ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, and it, there's some fascinating stuff. I did not know that Jeannie uh, Buss had a relationship with Phil Jackson. Yeah, I forgot about that. I, I, know. Did, I didn't know that. Either. I had no idea. I don't know how that wasn't a conflict of interest because I could have swore he was like the president of the Knicks or something like that. Yeah. And she was like the. I think she was like a. She had to be like a like basketball operations or something. Yeah, like that. she 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 wasn't at the CEO head that she is now. I think, well, but she was a little Steven, bit further. Is it is that the brother Stephen? Um, I can't remember. I mean, I remember it was one of those dumbass brothers. I was getting ready to like. I was really getting ready to like load up my car, drive to Los Angeles, and get ready to you know shoot his ass. Like for real, because he was really fucking up the Lakers yeah, for a while. She fired him, didn't she? Or she got, or she kicked him out, or he he has no no nothing to do with it no more. I right? Know, he was signing he, he, Carlos yeah. Boozer and bullshit, man. <laughs> like, oh man, he was really fucking up for yeah, a while. They did, um, and they've only for most NBA franchises, they, their down years were not as long as a lot of franchises. I mean, I mean, do you really want to be a Sacramento Kings fan, uh, Washington Wizards fan? No, I mean, Lakers, they had a couple down years. And even during their down years, uh, what's uh, Nick got, Van Axel? You yeah, remember we, Nick Van Axel? Yeah, we got one every Kobe, decade. That's all I Kobe care about. Kobe and Shaq got there. Um, it, it, it's great. You get interviews with uh, lifelong Lakers fans, uh, normal 
average Joes as well as celebrities like Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg. It's 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 great. See Denzel. Yeah, yeah. Jack Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas. It's, it's yeah. always an no. They 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 mention the celebrity aspect of the. Those two are not interviewed on here, but they do they do mention the celebrity aspect on uh, at the game and how that was a big part of it. He absolutely should be interviewed, man. Like Jack Nicholson, he's he's synonymous he's with the Lakers as, as, as Phil Jackson and Kobe oh, Bryant. Yeah, he, 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 you see him out there first. Sometimes. If he ain't yeah. on the sideline, he think you fucking suck. I know he's he's a super fan. It's not a good game if he ain't on the sideline. Must be he so. ain't made a movie in ten years. He ain't got no reason to miss a Laker game. He's oh. he's absolutely uh, the big one of the biggest super fans out there. And uh, this movie focuses on more of the inside tales of uh, the people involved with uh, the actual inner workings of the Lakers. So on uh, basketball documentary level, I definitely feel that the Chicago Bulls, when they did, was on ESPN. Oh, The Last Dance? The Last Dance, as far as as superior to this. And they do kind of shortchange the regular season. So when they cover certain seasons, they just start off – of what they were working with going into the season, and then they just jump straight to the playoffs. They don't really document the struggle going through the regular season or even uh, how hard it was for them to even make it through some of those playoff matches because one of the biggest memories of my basketball-watching livelihood was those Lakers-Sacramento Kings series. Oh, uh, that was that was a good. Pages Stojakovic and oh, Chris yeah. Webber, yeah. for, Chris yeah. for sure. Doug Christie, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, Mike, Mike the, Bibby. The, the Kings yeah. easily could have won that one that went to the game game seven, and uh, even when um, uh, that first championship they won with Kobe and Shaq on the team, the Portland Trailblazers were no joke. Oh yeah, with Rasheed Wallace and Scottie Pippen, and as far as the on the basketball side of things, they kind of go through that a little bit too quickly. They don't focus on how hard it was for the Lakers to overcome some of these series. But uh, this is absolutely a a must-watch. And as far as the actual intro to each episode, this has got to have one of the best intros for any show I've ever seen. Any Lakers fan, which I'm not, still Bulls fan, Lakers fans will absolutely adore this. And it'll make you fall in love with your team all all over again. And forget about losing to the Pacers last night and after you were up 20-some uh, points. Last second <laughs> shot to the Pacers. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, – but uh, I, I, what's that on, Duck? What's that on? I believe it's on It's on Showtime. Okay, I don't. I definitely don't have Showtime. Uh, so but it's not HBO Max? It's Damn. not HBO Max. HBO Max had the winning time. <coughs> so Yeah, yeah, the actual uh, written drama series. Yeah, this is actually a documentary just about the Lakers. For sure. Yeah. This, this is an app. Any sports fan, Skip Lakers fan, basketball fan, if you're a fan of sports, give this show a watch. Uh, I made it through a 10-episode series, each an hour long, so 10 hours worth of footage in two days. Man. This is a must-watch. Uh, Legacy, the true story of the Los Angeles Lakers, directed by Antoine Fuqua, a must-watch. And real quick, shout-out. Uh, Tulsa King starring Sylvester Stallone's in episode three. I'm still hooked. Damn, I forget. Good show. I got to watch that. Paramount shit. Plus. I don't. I, I good, do good show. Got, I got Paramount Plus. Yeah. Never watched. Please give there. it a chance. So I remember you said somebody said they watched Tulsa King, and I saw it on my damn list because I added it to my favorites, and I still haven't watched it yet. Yeah, just make it to that first episode. You'll be hooked. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Ooh. All right, Sean. You got a got a bedroom? Yeah, I do. Uh, actually, I'm going to give it to my man Ryan here for the after party. I started watching oh, that. that's what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Okay. Yeah. Now, I didn't get very far because I watched the first one where the uh, 
first episode, I guess it would be the first episode with old dude, the black guy uh, who had the crush on the girl. Right. I can't remember his name, but I know I like the guy. He played in the um, that, that show with uh, Chris Pratt. That movie that Chris Pratt made last year that we loved. The they were shooting tomorrow. There we go. The yep. black dude that was his friend that kept. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's uh, the, he, uh, heavy set black dude. Yeah. Yeah. Real funny. He, he kind of played like, a, you know, usually like a nerdy character or something like that that I've always seen him play. But he's kind of similar in playing a nerdy character in this uh, after party that Ryan's mentioned. And uh, the first season or first episode is kind of focused on him because he's got a crush on one of these girls. And it was really good. I really, I, it is. Tiffany Haddish is great. All the characters are pretty funny. Uh, but I got to the part where they started having like a musical part. I didn't like the musical part as much. What? I didn't. So you're it. on episode two or three then? Yeah, I'm on three. Because okay. Because I got through, and I got to where the guys who was um, the boyfriend of the of the girl that the black guy likes. Um, who I can't remember none of these actors' names. Not real, real big actors. Uh, but you've definitely what? seen James, uh, not James Franco, but uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Dave, Franco. Dave Franco. Dave Franco. He's the funnier he, Franco. He's funny as hell. He's walking around with a damn purple suit on all the time. <laughs> and um, it's his. Um, it's his, they have like a class reunion, and um, everybody's coming back. It's a big deal. One dude rented a damn, you know. $200,000 car looks like just so he could show off and act like he's got money but the, the black guy is the first character you meet you get to know his story and he's got a crush and he's um, got a crush on, on his baby his mom baby on the the, the guy the, who rented that car yeah no no it's not him uh, it's the guy that has the Chevelle the real um, the Chevy Chevelle the, the jackass dude who made it seem like he knew how to fight uh, yeah, yeah he's yeah. got a crush on his baby mom yeah yeah, yeah his the ba- dude who rented the car is his friend the BMW, he has a green BMW. I forget. he and he's like um, good with electronics and stuff like. Oh, that. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yep. yep. And so a crime. Somebody killed uh, Dave Franco, and it's kind of like a it's kind of like a, a a clue or something like that. They, everybody's nobody's seen it except for you know one person, and they don't know who did it. Oh, so and, it's like their own version of yeah, Knives Out. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's not it, a spoiler, Tommy, no, because no. they show Dave Franco getting killed like the right first off the five bat. minutes yeah, yeah, right off of the, the bat. first episode. And um, it, But then they keep putting him back in everybody's version of what they saw and how that night went down. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So it, it, it was pretty dope. You were right. I liked it, but I didn't like the musical, and I hadn't went back to it because uh, football was on Saturday, and I didn't go back. Okay, so I implore never, you, Sean. Yeah, yeah, so. Give that musical episode a rewatch because yeah. – And that's the dude with the BMW. His version is the musical, the one who's the black dude's best friend. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the episode where it hit me that they're tackling every genre for each episode. I see that. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, you saw the guy who got – who. Who's uh, taking his kid there? Yeah. His verse was like an action movie, and right? He, and his, right, and, 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 and he was people up, and he was doing it for all good reasons. But they made him seem like he was doing everything he did for all stupid, dumb reasons. But he was just he had his daughter in the car, and he was chasing them down. And it was shit, like but a, they never be like action, yeah, like an action chasing. part. But uh, yeah, they didn't show that in the other guy's scenario. It just seemed like he's a big time <laughs> douchebag, and he he saw him talking to his girl, so he got mad. So you're yeah, telling me so. that musical episode. I, had to, I thought it was. Getting He's giving his. Ver- Tiffany Haddish just. 
him and his friend are doing kid yeah. play moves. Yeah. She, <laughs> Tiffany had said, hold on, hold on. So you show up, you're doing backflips and shit. Yeah. She was just calling him out on all the bullshit. That, that's, that's hilarious. It's funny. It's, it's still funny. The, the first episode had me rolling. I'm like, this is really good. Ryan was right about this. It's entertaining. I, I'm going to watch it some more. I didn't get well, past keep the mind, musical. They, they have the a horror, horror okay, movie okay, so uh and Wait till you get to the high school comedy episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. it was, Tommy, you would like it. You would like it. But I just didn't care for the musical part of it. So uh, you didn't like the little okay. rap song they burst out. I thought it was kind of corny, but it was. They, they was taken for what I was. They took it away from what I was starting to like it for. I was like, oh, this is. And Tiffany Haddish is interviewing them all, and she's like commenting on certain things. And the dude's like, yeah, I had a crush on this girl back in high school. She's like, oh hell yeah, I want to hear that. You know what I mean? And he's like, you want to hear about it? Like she's like, hell yeah, you know. So she's supposed to be finding out who the killer is, and she's trying to find out about his love life and all that shit. So. I enjoyed it. It's a good time. It's on what Apple Plus. Yes. Oh, I, um, yeah. Or if you I got a friend, like you got Ryan, a friend who knows how to hook you up to with a DVD player near yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You can brush off the old DVDs and put that in there. <laughs> um, Most of my DVDs yeah. are Blu-ray quality. Yeah, by the way. and it's really good quality. I might have to let you borrow it after I'm done, Tommy. You, or, or he gave it to I, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. He gave me one too. Yeah, okay, well, check sweet, it out. Sweet. Check out the After Party. For people who don't have that option, it's on Apple Plus. It's called the After Party. Tiffany Haddish, Dave Franco. Two people I know off the top. The rest of the actors, you know their faces. You might not know their names, but uh, it's a good time. I enjoyed it. That makes music. my day. Yeah, that I did watch my day. it. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it. you gave a chance. I yeah. think you're full. Do you have any guesses for who the killer is yet? Um, I want to say it's the lady who's real bougie. Yeah, with the glasses? Yeah. With the glasses, yeah. Yeah, don't give that away. I'm yeah. usually pretty good at guessing. I, I, I see why you would pick her. Yeah. I completely yeah. understand. Yeah. I she's kind of been in the shadows right. up and to she, where you've been. Yeah, yeah. She seemed to be in every place. She seems something, you know. So uh, I could be wrong. I know I'm wrong, but I'll, I'll, I'm willing to watch the rest of it. So get out one to try after party. Yeah. Got I, I love the little mystery aspect of it. I This is one of the, like I said, I fully admit, up until this last, actually, yeah, up until this last Scream movie, I was always wrong for each Scream movie. I'm not the best when it comes really? to mystery stuff. Yeah, this this because I absolutely guessed the second one. The first one completely threw me off. You the guessed second, the second one? I did guess the second one. And old dude wasn't even famous yet. The one guy. It was because second one was he was in college, right? Right. And uh, yeah, the Tim- Timothy. Oh, fine. He wasn't nobody back when that movie came no, out. No, he, he 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 threw me off as a character because I told you watching the first one it makes you more paranoid and makes you suspicious of every damn body. He was always the one that was a little bit of an antagonist, even with a. Uh, uh, Jamie Kennedy's character in that little film class that they had at the beginning, I, I felt like he was just more important than him, what he originally was, not just an add-on. Character. In hindsight, yeah, I'm an idiot for not picking him. Yeah, but I was I was completely wrong. I did not see the mom coming out. No, but I did, did see I. Timothy Timothy Oliphant coming out, and I was like, I'm, I'm happy I guessed that one. I'm, I'm usually pretty good at guessing, man. Yeah, I, I, I bet I, like at I, least I, like a you know 400. I, I want to say that it's the woman that I'm mentioning. You know who I'm talking about. Time you got to watch it. I gave it a chance. I, I did guess this right, and I'll, I'll say right around. I'll say, I hope it does one thing. And every but time, it's your it's your episode where I picked the, the musical episode. That's okay. why I, that's why I figured out who it was. And every and there's a guy who pops up and he keeps saying the same thing. And he's kind of fishy to me. 
because he keeps saying, "Hey, my, do you, know, you remember me?" And nobody remembers him. <laughs> yeah. That guy is hilarious. Nobody knows him. And like everybody's got bigger fish to fry, so they don't really give a shit. They're like, yeah, man, look at the fuck out here. Yeah, yeah. So I don't that remember guy him. is real funny. And then he just always standing in the background. So he's that's a, a good suspect fishy. there too. He's a little fishy. Uh, and I also um, had another binge worthy, which Ryan did before. You know, one of our later episodes way back back in the day since we were doing this was the Cecil Hotel. That is great. You did tell me you watched that. that okay, is, I'm glad that you was enjoyed creepy. That. I was creeped out by that. So that's another one. Um, I even showed that to is my mom. Is that the mom. one where you talk about the one lady disappeared? She disappeared in this uh, hotel in Los Angeles that has like this big history of crime and drugs and all that stuff. And she went there. She's from Canada. And she ends up going to this hotel in Los Angeles uh, just because she just wants to go abroad. She just wants to see uh, the world. She's a young girl, just wants to see Los Angeles, big city, you know, Hollywood. And she never comes back. She never they, they never find her. She ends up missing and uh it's it's pretty creepy. There's some stuff that goes on that's like, oh my God, I made my hair and my arm stand up like they had a reason for why she went missing and then when they, you know, whatever they said happened, but it's creepy. It's yeah, super d- creepy. If, if, by all, at the very least, watch that video on YouTube because up until I saw this documentary series about that all I saw was the little two-minute clip they had circulating online of some girl going crazy, looking like she's getting stalked on the elevator, and then she's disappeared. I didn't know they ruled it uh, suicide. I didn't know if they caught the killer. I just remember seeing that video thinking that's one of the scariest two minutes of clips. Because it really looked like she was having a supernatural experience, like she's seeing some shit she shouldn't be seeing right, losing right. her mind over. Yeah. And she was on like some antidepressants and stuff and she stopped taking them and then she started losing her mind a little bit and so they kind of blamed it on some maybe that had something to do with it but it's creepy that hotel is creepy uh it's very very run down and stuff so i don't even know why they even have this hotel i think somebody bought it and turned it into something else now but this was like maybe 2013 that it happened so that's uh i was on netflix but i don't know where i think you can find it somewhere and pay for it my mom looked it up and she paid for it and she loved it she she thought it was dope so cecil hotel if you can find that on maybe your search on your tv or something like that and maybe paid she paid 2.99 for it or something like that so pretty good you like a little suspense it's a real story it's not a it's not a dramatization or anything it's, yeah, a, it's real, a real it's, murder it's mystery. a real murder mystery and it is very very dumbfounding like what the hell happened to this girl it's sad it's super sad so all right, yeah. all right. more confirmation i need to check that stuff yeah. out and after party yeah after party cecil hotel I'm glad you gave yeah. after party a chance finally, Sean. Yeah, I got to get past this, the singing part because I, <laughs> I do have you roll it because you feel his pain. You, everybody had a crush on a girl who was they never knew. And every time he got close, somebody got in the way. You know what I mean? So you had you could kind of relate to something like that. So I thought it was dope. Yeah. All right. So new releases. Y'all mind if I take lead? Go ahead. By all right. means. How? Something came out on Disney+. Plus. That I have been looking forward to. Oh, man. And that is Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. I'm glad I'm one of you guys watched that. Somebody okay? asked me if I saw that today. I didn't even know that was on there. G- give us the goods. Now, Now this is. I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. Can I be vulnerable for a minute? I'm a very big Kevin Bacon fan. A huge Kevin Bacon fan. Whenever Kevin Bacon is in anything, normally I go out of my way to watch So you've it. seen Wild Things before, I'm guessing. Man, every, every man like at thirty five watch wild things with their pants off. Right? <laughs> it's just a thing, okay? That 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 that, that we ain't got to go into that, but yes, 
<laughs> most people think Footloose. Most people think Wild Things. You know, it's just one of those things. Most people think Invisible Man or uh, you know whatever else comes to mind. But putting Kevin Bacon in this holiday special was a I didn't br- know he was in there. Was a brilliant move because you know the thing is with uh, Star-Lord, he always keeps bringing up Kevin Bacon as, like, this big hero from Earth, because when he was taken from Earth, all he remember was, like, Kevin Bacon, like, being, like, this guy that saved the town, uh, uh, you know, and Footloose, like, so he has it all hyped up over space, and <laughs> Kevin Bacon is, like, this big, tremendous hero on Earth. And then, <laughs> He's and got then, his crew members believing that crap. Yeah, so Drax and uh, Mantis goes back to Earth to say that, hey, we're gonna go get Kevin Bacon for, uh, for Peter, just to make sure he has like a really good Christmas, since Yondu messed it up for him. So that's the whole backdrop of like what's been going on. So Kevin Bacon in this holiday special was a nice addition right there. If anything else, you want to get some goodwill into your movie or story, just get a Hollywood legend like Kevin Bacon in there, and people are more than likely going to be intrigued by it, and they're probably going to watch it. I watched it. I fell for it. Kevin Bacon in any movie, he makes it a lot better for me. Except R.I.P.D. That movie was fucking trash. Sorry. That movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they made a sequel to that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I will never watch it. I remember that the first one. Yeah. But Kevin Bacon in this was great. The Guardians of the Galaxy, they're all in there. It's not like, you know, they just threw one or two of them in there. and They just kind of went on about their business. But as far as the holiday special, there wasn't much that they added to the story that really goes with the actual MCU like universe that we need other than Mantis, spoiler alert, is actually uh, Star-Lord's sister. No. What? What? So Ego, okay, Ego uh, had 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 him. a baby with the mother of Mantis, and then he kept Mantis around because obviously she has that superpower of like putting people to sleep, made it easier to kill the children, and then he brought back. You know, you just kind of figure that out on your own. But Mantis is actually uh, 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 Chris Pratt's sister in the MCU. That was unexpected, completely unexpected, but. It was a nice little twist of the storyline of like what's going on with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So they showed Ego's dating life. I, that's very plausible. Well, they didn't. They didn't they show him. him. They didn't yeah. put him in the show at all. But the, just the backdrop of like he was, he's uh, Mantis's uh, father. He was being and, and nobody everything in the universe. <laughs> yeah, he really got he, <laughs> him and Will Chamberlain. They got <laughs> he dead serious. Oh <laughs> and and Nick Cannon apparently. <laughs> that's got to be something to say that your mom got banged by a universe, but like, by a by a whole planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like goddamn. <laughs> a whole planet, babe, my mom. Shit, man. <laughs> a whole e- something to be proud of, actually. Know, yeah. 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 Oh boy. man, you're all stupid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but as far as like a holiday special, it was like it was nothing like you know you know amazing or anything like that. But it was it was a nice little addition, a nice little side story to you know the MCU and where they're going with that. So I thought it was pretty good. You know. Nothing amazing, but it was still very entertaining, very funny. It was only 45 minutes or so. so pretty That much was going to be one of two questions I, I had for you, time. Yeah, so it was not like it was like an hour and a half or anything like that. It was like, like a mini movie. It was just like a quick little 45 minutes of a holiday special. And, you know, just take this and go on about your, your rest of your holiday. So that's all it was. If I had to get a rating, I'd say maybe 3.1, 3.2 out of 5 as far as like a rating for MCU movies. Or shows, however you want to put it, is definitely better than anything you've seen in She-Hulk. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, the Star Wars holiday special. Have you guys ever been subjected? Star Wars has a holiday special. Yes, they did. Of but what? Right before Empire Strikes Back came out, um, they. I don't know how much. I hope they got paid well. They brought Harrison Ford in, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and they visited uh, Chewbacca's home planet. 
and it is one of the worst that sounds, shits you will ever see. I, no, it however sounds, bad it you sounds thi- terrible. However bad you think it is, it is so much worse. I'm however bad. I'm telling you, <laughs> you will want that hour of your life back. Damn it! Damn, they made it an hour. It was, it was Star was, Wars. Star Wars was the biggest thing since sliced bread at the time. And I, I, I don't. Whoever was behind that, I thought it wasn't sure it was going to be like Christmas on the Death Star or some shit. Oh, <laughs> I thought I'm, that was going to be funny. <laughs> like the Death Stars is like a big ass jingle uh, bell. No, they go to Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. That would be perfect. Oh shit, that'd be so funny. Man, have y'all? Um, unfortunately, have y'all seen Sinbad? You look rough. Where'd you see Sinbad? Yeah, I've been hearing about that because he had a stroke, he had a, stroke and he uh, a little, he had a little while how, ago. How to walk. I was thinking of that because thinking of Jingle All the Way. No, nah, that broke my heart. I saw that. I'm glad he's getting back to some sort uh resemblance of himself, but he looked pretty bad. I so, know. Damn. I feel like not too long ago that him and a uh, little rail had like a little pilot of a show. Yeah, yeah. And he not was too long ago. I, I didn't dad. know he went through that right after. Yeah, damn, he that, was, that was really fucked up. He got whatever happened. That was bad. That's a horrible, horrible stroke. Man. No, but you know he he's still alive. So there's still yes, still a chance God. that he's on a bounce back. Because I'm I keep forgetting that Martin was he had a stroke. You know, in the middle of his career, and he had to work his way back. So. Martin had a stroke. Oh, he remember, had a stroke. Or he had a had nervous a breakdown. I think. No, they said like he because he told in uh, Run Tell that that he was like running, and uh, it was like one of the hottest days of the year. So basically, like he passed out. He was in a coma. And they said like he had like a. They said it was like a heat stroke, but the same thing that happened with Sinbad happened with him, where he had to learn how to walk again, how to talk again. Like it took him a while to get back, but eventually he came back. I didn't know it was that extensive. Of what, yeah. of what happened to him, but he said like, yeah, like that, that that stroke fucked him up, and he couldn't he couldn't walk, he couldn't talk, whatever. Man, he had to learn how to do shit all over again that people take for granted. It was like really heartbreaking to hear about that because I didn't know that yeah. Martin Lawrence went through that. But yeah, I don't remember. I, that's a, a time of a better age. I remember remember when they actually released stand up specials in movie theaters. I saw Run Tell that in the movie theater. He was I did too. Smoking that ooh wee, yeah, yeah. And he just said, "Hey, I'm gonna go running." Yeah. <laughs> the weed man sold me that ooh wee, <laughs> and I think I'm gonna a, go running. Yeah, he had some bad stuff. I think so. Yeah, but, <laughs> it, was, it was some great stuff. Uh, he he ended up in a coma. It must not have been that great. He, no, you're not no. supposed to go jogging on a hot day high off weed. I, that that's just I got money in my bank account. I don't know what he was thinking with that. Well, I'm going to be real. Martin Lawrence needs to go jogging now. Yeah, he ain't gained a lot of truth. weight. Yeah. You know, that's that's all right, though. I'm, I'm, right. I'm happy that he's still alive and well, but you know, I, I, I really, really urge my heroes just to stay healthy as possible, as much as possible. Just, just I, I want y'all alive as long as possible. Because, you know, we'll get to it later, but, you know, when when your heroes and your legends start dying, it just yeah. it really puts your I life in that. perspective. So, yeah, I, just, I, I wish nothing but the best for my heroes. That's going to be tough, though. Because millions of dollars, there's no reason why you can't go to uh, uh, Anytime Fitness but at all. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. If by any chance I ever become a millionaire, I will be eating steak, oh, baked Jesus. potatoes, Man, lobster. Every single day, if I ever get some money, yeah, I, mean, I, I will be Jabba the Hutt in less than five years, <laughs> and I will die fat and happy. Yeah, that's a good that. death. I might become a vegan. <laughs> that ain't the time to get fat and happy. That's nah, the time to get skinny and healthy. I will eat you can myself. Eat your peanut eat butter. Laugh myself to death. You get your peanut butter and banana. <laughs> no, I'm not going out like Elvis. Yeah. I'm not, oh. yeah. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> that's crazy. You die with a stake in your head. <laughs> yeah, that's a great death. So I watched. Oh, it's a good life. I watched Slumberland with Jason Momoa. Oh, you watched that? I did. What I, the hell, Sean? Were you bad. babysitting that, or something? That looks no, so weird. It's terribly weird. It's, I, you know what? It's for kids. I'll say that. So it is a holiday movie. I don't see holiday movie. It looks like a holiday. He looked like a weird ass elf. He was like a dream a genie or something. Like it's like a place. So he's like the Sandman. No, what, I can't I'm really trying to figure out what propelled you to spend two hours of your life to I, watch. He that. fell for that top ten bullshit. I did, on and I do it for the podcast. So yeah. we can. I, so okay, because a lot expected. of people, a lot of people were talking about. It. I was like, well, damn, you know, Jason Momoa got a new show movie. It was very high. Was, you know what I mean? A young girl discovers a secret map to a dream world of Slumberland. And with the help of a eccentric outlaw who is Jason Momoa, she travels or she traverses dreams and flees nightmares with the hope that she will be able to see her father. So her father dies. And it's kind of sad. Her father dies and she has to live with her uncle. And she always carries around this stuffed pig and shit. And her uncle don't. Her uncle's rich. But he don't got time for kids. He just that was just part of the deal with his brother. If his brother ever dies, her her dad was like a coast guard guy or something like that. And so part of the deal was if something ever happened, the brother would take over. Well, the brother he, he's just not a a good role model or he's not a good father figure. And she has these dreams and stuff, and you know, and then she can't remember. She can't tell the dream is real or is not. You know, like or like the regular day or or normal day or something like that. And in the dream, she meets Jason Momoa, who knows her dad. And so her dad ends up being like this mystical character. And the whole time, she's trying to um, get her dad back. Uh, Jason Momoa kind of like tells her, like, these dreams can come true if you go to. It's just not for me. It's hard to even explain. I I just didn't like it. uh, But it's for the kids. It's it's definitely a kid. It looks like it. He's goofy. Yeah, that movie's not made for our age group. He's got like. Elf ears, and he's, he, you know, he's he's kind of like um, he reminds me if he's trying to be like Johnny Depp, uh, mix. He's trying to be like uh, Captain Jack Sparrow ish, you know. What I mean, kind of goofy, really, really hype, you know, dancing around and stuff. Uh, oh, it's, it's Jason Momoa, you know, it's not it's not Aquaman. I can tell you that he's not doing that kind of stuff. He's being very goofy, but it's kitty like because he's he's talking to a little girl. Her name is Nemo, of all things. <laughs> That's her name. So uh, I gave it. A one and a half brownie points. Damn, it sounds sucked. like you could have saved your time. Yeah, I should have. But if I was a kid, I might think of it differently. So I had to look at it through a kid's. I, I didn't look at it through a kid's lens. I should have tried to do that. And then I look back on it, it's definitely for kids. So uh, it's kind well, of they, like. They do try to make more like kids' movies with like adult humor. Yeah, it too. does have adult humor. You ever seen. Um, y'all remember the movie with the Howie Mandel? And he was under the bed, monsters under the bed, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me of that, where it was like a separate realm they would go to, and but it wasn't as good as that. It just reminded me of how how Howie Mandel related to um, old dude from the Wonder Years. Uh, I can't remember his name now, but you know, uh, how, Fred Savage? Fred Stanford. Yes, or yeah, yeah, Fred Savage. Yep, 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 yep. That's his name. And so how he related to him, how he was doing. You know, them two became like a bond. Uh, Jason Momoa and the girl whose name is Nemo, they had a bond like that. You know, they were. Like a team, you know, and she was, you know, it just, still looked weird. It is weird. As soon as I saw, it, I was yeah. like, "Nah, that's Slumberland. definitely not it's called for Slumberland me at all." You took one for the team. Sean. I took one for the team. I got you, tore you up. You are one of those cowboys yeah. that go over the hill. For <laughs> I had to. I had to. So I gave it uh, hour and whatever how long it was, but um, I could see a child being in, enamored with it. 
because it does take you to these dream worlds and this mystical powers and all that stuff. So, yeah. So that's I, called I, I still don't know if it's intriguing even for my kids to watch. No, they're too old. They're, they're too old. It's for like seven, eight, nine, you know, that range, you know, elementary kids. So, and, well, and, and, but and, I still enjoy animated. Yeah, Aladdin yeah. and Lion King. Yeah, like I said, Turning Red. I thought it was very funny. That would yeah. be in my top ten. We make that shit would have me cracking. How, did you finish Turning Red? I still haven't finished it. Oh, I watched God. all of it. I still wasn't blown away by that. Do you know like Turning Red? I didn't think it was all that. I thought it was what? decent. You know what? I think you keep turning on your adult brain. On yeah, kids I think stuff. so. I think so. Like, and I want. But that know. was made for our. You know that movie takes place in the early two thousands with the boy bands. I know it didn't it's, have it any hits, smartphones. It hits home, but I I think. Is I don't know because I was told it was inappropriate at first. So then when I saw what? it, what because those people it's talking about her, uh, you know her her menstrual cycle. You yeah, know, okay, I mean? we're so, gonna okay. But, I can't wait. But, we had to break that. We, down. we got yeah, we got to yeah. talk about some current events. And so. and one thing that goes back to our kids, very sad. The Green Ranger died. Very. I very saw sad. Uh, yes. Jason Patrick. This is uh, Frank. Frank. Uh, no, it's Jason something in it. Um, I, I can't not, remember his name. Oh. I, green, I know the green, the green slash the white green, ranger. Yes, yeah. he did die. Just yeah. call him Tommy. Yeah, yeah Tommy. Tommy, Tommy from Power Rangers, and then they put Power Rangers, all the Power Rangers, back on Netflix. So that was one thing that popped up on my Netflix. All the Power Rangers, uh, kind of playing tribute to Tommy there, who passed away. Uh, sports, uh, evidently he killed himself, which is pretty sad. So yeah. Did were you guys Power Rangers fan? Hell yeah! His I name was, is uh, Jess, Jason David Frank. Jason David Frank. Okay, sorry, yeah. didn't, didn't want to disrespect him like yeah. that. We gotta get his name because yeah, he was by far my favorite Ranger, not just yeah. because his name was Tommy, <laughs> but he was the. But, well, he was by far the most popular. I never well, got the into, Red I, Ranger was. I popular tried to cling first. to the Black Ranger because they, they yeah. basically was like you know like uh, United Nations or the Power Rangers. Yeah. They had like the, <laughs> The Asian, the, the, black, coincidentally, yeah. the Yellow Ranger was Asian. Though the Pink Ranger was like a preppy ass white girl. Mm-hmm. You know, Blue Ranger was, was a, like nerd. a nerdy. The black yeah. Ranger was a black guy. I yeah. picked up on that as a kid. Yeah, and the red one was the leader. Were, yeah, that was. But very the, when happy. the Green Ranger came, the Green Ranger was bad. And then they switched him over, and then he he, he became, became the, the White, White Ranger. Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I told you, man, Power Rangers holds a very special place in my childhood. Oh, everybody, and that was right. Just on think time about how I had to rush home after school just to make sure I wash it in time <laughs> to watch Power Rangers. I watched the first episode again, the first season, the first season, first episode. Oh God, it's trash. I was being the star. It was some of the worst. Shit, it was a I dude bet. in boxes. Like, he had like box arms. <laughs> I bet. And he was swinging and it was, they were kicking over box buildings. I tried. Believe me. Now, you're a Ninja Turtle fan, right? Die hard. And that was, a, that was the next big thing, right? I mean, Power Rangers was really? the next. I was really in the Ninja, X-Men, Ninja Turtles. X-Men and Power Rangers was my shit. Ninja, yeah, Power Rangers. I like both. Ninja Turtles yeah. were exploded on the pop culture scene before yeah. Power Rangers. You did. They did. We were younger when that came out. But when I would say fourth or fifth grade when Power Rangers came out, people kids were losing their they they were like literally losing their mind. I mean we were everybody was a ranger on the on the playground field. Uh, some people not every that, y'all some I mean people. most kids love Power Rangers. I'm so. telling you that it, it, it was a it was a split in pop culture because I was one of those people that I tried. I, you didn't like Power Rangers. I, I, I'm somebody. What who's are you a, a VR Trooper fan? What the big, fuck was wrong with you? Beetleborg. Why, I, <laughs> what, 
<laughs> Holy shit, I forgot about that one. <laughs> what, what, the Beetleborgs. The Beetleborgs. Well, I, I don't know. What, I, don't, I have no idea what that is. Oh, what? God, that was trash. Terrible. But I do remember terrible. I, VR Troopers. We are VR. That, that theme perfect. song is pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. Reality. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that I theme song is pretty That damn song was good, but that show was terrible. And there was only three of them, you know. So I never. I tried. And I. God bless my dad. He took me to see that Power Rangers movie during our weekends together during my parents' divorce. Oh, with, I, I said, and it was so bad with the ooze. Yeah. Ivan ooze. Yeah. Ivan, oh, I still my. have that cassette and the special case at my mom's house. Oh, my. I loved that. You, did you guys like the newer Power Ranger movie? Uh, it I never, bad. I never watched it. No. How was it? Even though, it even though Tommy still stuck around and kept like the the franchise alive because he still had like reoccurring roles coming back more and more, but it's like after a while he's like, man, I gotta let my childhood go. Yeah, it got real, real bad. The Looking Power back Rangers at that first changed, season of yeah. Power Rangers, like, man, how the hell did they get me with yeah. this bullshit? You Our know, minds, I'm, I'm my family, including myself, likes the mid '80s movie Howard the Duck. So I'm not gonna knock anybody. What? Why? I'm not. We find it hilarious, and I know that movie is bad. And I understand why anybody calls it bad. So I'm not going to knock anybody for liking the Power Rangers when I'm a certified Howard the Duck fan. Saying it's bad is a <laughs> Hey, that's from the creator of Star Wars. Like, come said. on, like, you're <laughs> a master of quack food. You don't get this corny-ass motherfucker out of my goddamn face. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Oh, that, that movie is so bad. But My I wife it. owns that DVD. I, and I kept that. wondering, like, why she bought this bullshit. <laughs> I tried to tell my kids about it. It's like, nah, Dad, we ain't watching this. <laughs> this is not a Marvel movie. So I'm not going to knock any Power Rangers fan. Like what's like, but I, I, I can never get into it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not like we were those watching the fucking Care Bears or something. Oh, like, uh, those rock band bullies with the leather jacket. Uh, I can't remember The leather jacket cut off. Uh, Scully and Bulk. Scully, Scully uh, and Bulk. Fat Scully. guy and a skinny guy. Oh, those guys were they're, terrible. They're at your local comic the comic comic relief. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Damn, so, what a time to be alive. Yeah, I love the nice. Rest in peace so to the much. Green Ranger, man. I love the he when he came, oh, people really went nuts. He had the little Godzilla Zoid and oh, he played the flute and stuff. He was dope. He was I know, dope. man. If you weren't on the playground, you trying to play a flute. What? Man, the Green when the Green Ranger cuz everybody was like, "Okay, I'm the Red Ranger, you the Green Ranger." And that, that was a rivalry right there. I was always know? the Black Ranger. I wonder why. Uh, I, I don't know. Black Ranger. <laughs> I wonder why. The Black Ranger used to go, <laughs> I wonder why. They used to leave him by himself. They like, Tommy, you the Black Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> they used to leave the Black Ranger alone. He get tore up. They jump and even throw him off a cliff. He got a bitch. Yeah, yeah, he used to get those, his ass those mother and the, four, the crazy thing, the Black Ranger, he used to do dance karate. I and he know. Would, he would be dancing and oh my, kicked his ass there back. bopping and yeah. shit. <laughs> so that's that, worse than I remember. Watch that first one if you get a chance. It just give yourself just a couple minutes of it. It's horrible. So, and I watched Nope again. Um, second time watching I it. do look at it differently because I did yeah. watch it because I, I saw you, that man. it was like uh, uh, on a uh, – uh, it was on um, it was on Peacock. Peacock, it yeah, just came yeah, out on Peacock. Yeah. Appreciate you. It, it was. It's, I I saw it a little bit better. I saw. I liked it a little more. I looked I at it a little bit differently because yeah. the first time I watched it, because I think me, you, and a uh, 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 wifey was out there. Yeah, yeah. All of us went out there. Yeah. I had a like, flat tire that night. I was oh, literally yeah. <laughs> less than five minutes while y'all. Wa- I was sitting in my car with a flat tire. I ain't mean to bring up PTSD. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I watched it the first time with my wife. It felt different because for one, she was talking through it. I was missing shit, but. Once I watch it the second time, 
I do look at it just a little bit differently. I do appreciate it a little bit more. I think so too. Now, granted, it could have been a little bit better. I didn't like that fucking jellyfish alien that was that popped up at the end. I still don't like that shit. I gotta give Kiki Palmer a little more credit. I don't know. She was still kind of a fucking annoying. She wasn't as annoying as, you, as we all said. She wasn't. She. she You're she, right. She's worse. I think she was a little bit better. Yeah, she, I, I think I, she was a little bit better. I think she she kind of stole the show. She was almost a step off of being Dakota Fanning in War of the Worlds. I feel like she, she was really up there, like overly annoying. Now I hate his his her, Dakota Fanning's older emo brother way worse than her. Oh, the dude that had to run off and join yeah, the fight I, at the end. That was Miley's. Oh, that, he was that worse was, than her that, to yeah, me. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that, Sean. Because yes. he almost got. I hated that up. fucker. Yeah, he, he. Tom Cruise had to. Do all kind of shit just to keep him in line. Yeah, you know? Tom Cruise had a had a great joke. Yeah, that's one. That's one of the questions your brother knows. And he even he shot that down that little emo fuck. Hell yeah, he got yeah, I like that got better his, the first ten times you told. He him. almost got them killed a few times. Yeah, yeah. fucking ass. So, what a ass. And he but, lived. Yeah, yeah if he damn, made it all the way damn, back you to the sound house. Mad about that? Shit. Yeah, yeah, he should. Spielberg should have killed his. So, ass. but he wanted this dude tried to join the army during the fight. Like, man, get your ass over here. You're a kid, you know. But he, he let him join. He did the right thing. He was like, damn, maybe he'll just die and he'll just go yeah. away. <laughs> he but um, I thought Kiki Palmer was a little bit better than we originally assumed. I gave her a little more credit because. She did. She 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 was like the energy to me, you know, in the show. Yeah, every the movie. movie has like the comp relief or like that common sense person. Yeah. Because like I said, I watched it again and I still feel the same way that I felt the first time. Daniel Kaluuya just seemed disinterested in everything that was going on. He seemed like he didn't care about a damn thing right. throughout the whole movie. Like his dad falls off on a horse, he just stands there like, huh, what, what happened? <laughs> but I think that was a point. Yeah. And that, that goes back to that whole sledgehammer approach. Which I'm not a big fan of, because Jordan Peele was not subtle for this. So just like Kiki Palmer's character was completely over the top, and uh, yeah, I've seen it two twice at this point. It's okay. It's not a bad movie, but I wish I liked it a lot more than I did. That was his point. He just used a sledgehammer. She's absolutely once their dad dad she, her their dad died. She's more of the salesman for to keep their business alive. She's a talk. She's the she, face she, of the. Yes, exactly. Yeah, she, she's the Steve Jobs to Daniel Kaluuya's Steve Wozniak. Yeah. So Daniel Kaluuya, he, he understands the the actual how to train animals way better than she can, and she that's why he understood the the alien creature in this. So he's good at the actual job itself. Kiki Palmer's character is better at selling their yeah, service. She's a promoter. Yeah, she's a hype man. Yeah, I, yeah, she, yeah, she is. Yeah. But it was, they just put, like you said, like just like you felt Daniel Kaluuya felt like he was disinterested. He's one of the best actors of our generation. He was absolutely, of course he wants to do it. That was his part to play. And he, he did it to an extreme where he barely said anything. Kiki Palmer talks way too goddamn much. That was to the extreme. Yeah, they it, give each other balance. I'll give them that much. Yes, the contrast was just over-exaggerated too much for me. And um, that was one of, one of the more pompous movies about filmmaking that I've seen in recent times. If Just like the movie Argo, I, I, I kind of – there's a part of me that kind of dislikes when filmmakers try to give themselves too big of a pat on the back of preaching – how important the filmmaking industry is in a movie. I like a little more subtlety with it because there was, it did too much to say, look how important the filmmaking 
industry is in that movie. Just be a little more subtle with it. We're paying to see your damn movie. We don't need to be preached to for two hours to say, look how brilliant the filmmakers are. Damn, Just man, tell who, it was. Who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt you? I've seen worse. I, I didn't regret paying my ticket to see that movie, but I, I just I just like it a little more subtle. That that was a sledgehammer approach to me, where it was like a, one of the more gifted filmmakers in our generation, Jordan Poole, was jizzing all over our face saying, "Look how smart!" All right, and, that was a bad visual right <laughs> there. But take, was, that, take it back. <laughs> all, all, all I'm saying it was even the alien had the look the of, aliens, of a 1920s camera. Yeah, the alien still it was, it was just too much for me. The alien still sucked, but I thought it was a little better than I saw it in the theater. That's all. I'm it saying. was weird. He had really brilliant moments. Yeah, he did in the movie where I'm like, all right, he has it. But once again, he's just. He's one of those filmmakers, even early in his career right now, where he constantly tries to pop the fucking willy. Don't do that. Just ride the fucking bike and cross the finish line. You ain't got to do all these tricks and shit. I thought one of the best moments of that movie were uh, it looked like aliens were sneaking in a barn. I know. That was one of my favorite moments. And and lo and behold, it it was just some guys in a mask. Just, and he punched just, one of them in the face. Yeah, just fucking with him. But yeah, the, the crowd I saw with of uh, it was a, a nine fifteen IMAX show the day after you guys saw. I went the very next day because uh, I really wanted to see that movie. And Aunt was gasping when they saw those figures. We were, oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, that was. I think our theater was doing the same yeah, thing. We were. We was like, what? what? Oh the hell shit! Is that? Yeah. And sure enough, Jordan Peele had to show how big his dingling is and say, "Nope, just some guys in a mask." You got. This is this 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 scene's better than most horror movies. But look look how good I am. I will say it was I'm, more. I'm above this. It, it, I would say I put it more to the horror genre, though. I, I do. Too. I did too. I, what, was, whoa, whoa, whoa! I would say it was more. It is a horror movie. I think. I think. I think okay, so. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All so right. That's all I'm saying. Though, so. Yeah. But that being said, not a I, very scary horror. It's not the scariest thing in the world, but that would be a scary predicament to be in. So, but I'm glad you went back to watch it because I, I did, did wa- go yeah. back and watch it, and I thought like, okay, I maybe I kind of crushed it just a little bit too much. Yeah, I had I think to, it just emotions get in, get into it. I try to dial back my expectations because I and I was still coming off that that feeling of being pissed off at us. But I thought that you know this one was a lot better than I I tried to yeah. initially give yeah, it. Yeah, I and it. I will say the best scene in that movie that you guys want to appreciate. You guys got to expand your palate a little bit. There's, 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 a nod, there's a nod to one of my top 25 movies of all time, which is the Japanese anime movie Akira. The one she slide on the bike. So you saw the YouTube then. Yeah. But oh, you haven't yeah, seen I, I saw that. I saw but that, you yeah. guys haven't seen Akira though yet. I haven't seen Akira, but I had re- I have read about it and stuff like that. And I know yeah, it I from see, you too. So. I've seen like that YouTube uh, clip, like how they he threw that nod into like the her sl- uh, Kihi Palmer sliding on the bike at the at the end in the theme park. Where she yeah, I saw there. that. I was like, okay, I get it, I get it. But no, but you you only know get it because you saw the video. Exactly. I haven't seen a cure. Like I, when I saw that movie, I, I this I knew Jordan Peele has seen the cure. It was a nice little nod, but <laughs> that was that was my favorite scene. That was I saw an interview when he said that's one of he wanted to remake that. Akira, and he just decided not to do it. But no, he said he didn't. He didn't want to remake it. I, yeah, I, I said, saw the video. Yeah, he, he was offered that. Oh, okay, he said he didn't want to remake it. Good for him. Yeah, that, that that's impossible remake to do. I, I but I, I respected that not for sure. But yes, please, 
please, I implore you guys, see it, Kira. Okay. God. I got I got a lot of stuff in my backlog as far as like movies and stuff I got to watch, so I'll put that in there somewhere, some way, somehow. I, I'll, I'll work it out. Haven't but, steered you guys wrong yet. Okay. Now, aside from that, we miss anything as far as like new releases? Y'all seen anything else that we need to? It's not necessarily with? new, but it's new to streaming. I really enjoyed the Woman King. That's new to streaming. Oh shit! That just came out on streaming. It, it is on streaming. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's on Peacock. I think. No, it might be Peacock. Is it on Peacock or HBO Max? Uh, One of them. See I wanted to watch it in theaters, but I felt like it. Uh, I never had a chance to go out and see it in theaters. I I will say there's two knocks that I have against it. It could be a little bit shorter, and I think there was a little bit of a cop out, especially with the subject matter they're dealing with. They should have just went for the full R. They tried to maximize profits, get a broad audience, so it was a. It felt a little bit watered down with the PG thirteen rating, because I thought I felt they should just went full scale and showed some of the brutality that happened during the nineteenth century. But the Woman King is abs. Oh my, Cameron Diaz in the night. We might yeah, take we another just, bathroom. I was going to say, can we just I take mean, a moment? Yeah, let's take a bathroom break here really appreciate oh my lord i love this movie we're watching the mask in the background by the way guys 1995 cameron diaz Mm. oh my lord it's something about a woman flipping her hair that is damn i'm telling you yeah and she was young too so don't get me wrong she still look good as hell still look good as hell but okay oh yeah this is this is classic um Okay, so yeah. listeners, we have the mask playing in the background, and uh, we are seeing a young Cameron Diaz. It literally says at the beginning of the film, introducing Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Very young, and uh, yeah, this is as far as cinema history goes. Uh, this movie, I believe, came out in 1994, 1995. Um, there's two years where two people in the film industry had monumental years. One is Steven Spielberg in 1993 coming out with Schindler's List and Jurassic Park in the same same year. And another one is Jim Carrey coming out with The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, was Ace and, and Ace Ventura in the same year. Wow. And he was one of the first, if not the first, actor to get a $20 million paycheck, which happened to be the cable guy, which is actually a box office disappointment. But uh, it's just phenomenal that some guy could come out with $300 million hits in the same year. And in 19, if you adjust for inflation uh, in, in mid-90s currency, that probably equates to a 200. This guy came out with three $200 million comedies in today's money in the same year. That's That's just unheard of. So he he earned that twenty million dollar paycheck. Yes, the hell he did. But I, I, I digress. <coughs> Woman King. Outside of the watered down PG thirteen rating, I thought this probably would have even been a better movie. Uh, great acting, great action scenes. Uh, Viola Davis it, Davis is an absolute legend. FN one one eight two seven John John Boyega is pretty good. John Boyega comes out is pretty good in this. And um this is the first time I ever saw this, but um 
the the lady from Captain Marvel. Oh, Monica Rambeau from Captain Marvel. From Captain Marvel and uh, No Time to Die. Oh yeah, the new Double uh, Seven that no, everybody got it up in arms about. And yeah, before they even saw the movie, which worked for the movie itself. James Bond is gone. They put a woman as the Double Seven. She she's not starting the franchise. That was ridiculous. That's a good example of jumping the gun and getting upset about something you know you don't even know what you're talking about yeah see the movie before you complain about something but yes there's not going to be a black female 007 trump voters that that was all hype uh lashonda lynch is her name captain marvel no time to die first time i've actually found her looking real good she they they downplayed her sex in this no time to die in Captain Marvel. She is fine. Uh she did it. she she's a st- Viola Davis is always good. That that's a given. But Lashana Lynch is the breakout star of this movie. She is freaking awesome. The Woman King is great. Uh also new to streaming is a horror movie by the name of Smile, uh which yeah. I enjoyed. That that was that was that was a good one. I, I enjoyed that as well. Um, new releases. I, you guys know I hate the Last Jedi, so I'm not going to go see Glass Onion, A Knives Out two in, in theaters. I refuse to give Ryan Johnson any of my money, but that's one that I was close to seeing on Sunday after Sunday afternoon. I'm not going to give Ryan Johnson more money. So, Woman King, new releases. That's that's the newest one for me. Well worth seeing. Okay. Once again, thank you for steering me in the right direction because I was looking forward to watching that in theaters. It just never happened. So if it is worth it, yes. I'm absolutely looking forward to watching that over the weekend. I'm going to make that a priority. I think you guys you guys both should enjoy it. Woman, I think you guys will both like The Woman King quite a bit. Oh, now let's get to the headlines from this past week. Oh. Okay, one, uh, I don't like to go to low vibrations, but Unfortunately, we got to give a rest in peace to Clarence Gilliard. If y'all don't know him, he was the computer whiz, bad guy in Die Hard. He was uh, Chuck Norris's sidekick in uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. I feel like he's been in a few other movies that I keep forgetting. But yeah, I just I just saw that he just passed away uh, yeah, today at yeah. uh, sixty six. Yeah. Die Hard guy. Yeah, <coughs> no, that 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 was you very want to highlights of that classic. Yeah, I know Walker Texas Ranger just went on for like nine nine seasons. I didn't know that it was on that long. That was a hit. I feel like he I didn't know it went on that long either, but that that show was very popular. Yeah, and uh also he was in uh, Top Gun. I forgot he was in Top Gun. The first Top Gun. He was he was the asshole and he was he was the asshole yep. to Maverick in that. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I Maverick hated him. him. Yeah. No, I I forgot about that. So yeah, yeah, that's a uh, rest in peace to him. Uh sixty six. Uh, they didn't say like uh, what he passed from, but death, apparently yeah. he was uh, fighting some illness for a while, you know. And apparently, like uh, you know, the illness really got the best of him, and unfortunately, he's no longer with us. So, rest rest in peace to him right there. That that was very sad. I get tired of hearing about you know you know legends passing on. Sixty six isn't that old to me. I feel like he, you got at least make eighty at this point, and then you can call it quits. Yeah. If I can make it to eighty, I lived a wonderful life. Great life. We live past our life expectancy. Yeah. I know. This uh, black men, this is our life expectancy. We make it to, we make it to fifty. I feel like we, we, we we're doing pretty good at that point. But yeah, that was 
that that was very sad to hear about. I don't like it when it pops up on my timeline. I also saw that. Uh, uh, damn, did you see this? Uh, I think it was like last week. Like uh, the actress from uh, Flashdance or something like that, or the singer from uh, Flashdance had uh, passed away. I didn't see that. Yeah. No, I, that was that was another headline that passed this past weekend. I was like, damn, after that goes another legend. Come on, a lot of people passing away, man. No, oh, something that I. I saw this uh, past week. I thought it was pretty interesting. I saw Kevin Spacey finally got a uh, book for a job for the first time since that uh, sexual assault <laughs> allegations that popped really? up. Really? Yeah, because uh, you know he won that uh, that trial against the one guy that uh, that uh, made those accusations against him. I think he uh, I think he said he won like forty million. Damn! They, they, the, when Kevin Spacey got awarded for the winning that trial, that uh, defamation trial, whatever that he had. Going against him, and yeah, I thought that was that was a pretty big win for him. Now I think he still has to go up against like a UK trial, like uh, similar to what Johnny Depp had to go through with uh, Amber Heard making those uh, accusations against Johnny Depp. I think he's doing the same thing against those tabloids in the UK, saying like you know you you defame me pretty much with the the article that you wrote. So I thought that was uh, very interesting. I I was a little bit conflicted on how I felt about that because you know. The story was very fucking sick. <laughs> like what came out about Kevin Spacey and those sexual the sexual allegations charges that he had. Like talking to like a a very young up and coming actor. I can't remember his name, but he was in the Halloween Ends, not Halloween Ends, but a Halloween Kills movie. You know, you know the guy that kept running around like you know you know you know evil dies tonight. I can't remember his damn name, but he was that actor. Yeah, I know his face, but I don't know. His I, name. Can't, I can't remember his name, and you know. I, I don't think it needs to be brought up anymore because I think this is bad energy. But yeah, I saw Kevin Spacey won that trial and he got like a job coming out. So yeah, so uh, salute to him for uh, I guess moving forward in his career because I, you know, I was a really big Kevin Spacey fan. You know, so I was looking forward to seeing what he was going to do next. Now, do y'all have any thoughts about Will Smith interview on the Daily Show? Did y'all watch that? Uh-uh, I, didn't see that. I didn't even know he was on there. We just watched that just now, right? Yeah, for the show. We watched like a little clip. He was of it. on uh, Trevor Noah, wasn't he? That's yeah, that, is that the name of the show? Yeah, that's, show? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, when I saw, <sighs> all right, I feel like Will Smith has been making headlines for all the wrong reasons, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting tired of talking to him at this point. But Will Smith, you just need to sit your ass down. Just sit down for the rest of the year. Do not stand up anymore. Do not do any more interviews. It was bad enough of you doing that damn apology video. Looking like a damn, like a, like a terrorist put a camera in front of you, or whatever. They told you to read this <laughs> note, like it felt like Jada just said, "Hey, read this, do this." Like everybody's going to be back on your side again. When I saw him on that one, I, it just felt like he was making more fucking excuses. Did, if y'all saw that interview the way I did, it it's almost felt like he was justifying what had happened tonight by saying, "Like, hey, I was always going through something that night," you know, like a. Like, I was having some issues or whatever. And I was like, dude, there you go justifying what you did again. Just shut the fuck up. Just shut up, Will. I'm getting tired of hearing your bullshit excuses about, like, what you said, like, happened that night. Just saying that you was going through something that night doesn't excuse that maybe people were going through shit like that night as well. Maybe Chris Rock was going through some shit at that night. Just stop talking at this point. Don't bring it up anymore. Nothing good comes of him talking about the Oscar night anymore. I just, I wish him the best. I wish him he... He'll just move forward with his life. Keep making your blockbusters. Emancipation is not going to be it, but I just wish you just just stop talking about it. Because every time he talks about it, I feel like he just digs another hole that he can't really get out of. You touched on something important, and 
the reason it didn't irk me as much as you is just because I expect that from from Will Smith. Now, I do think he's a, a good actor, a great movie star, and I do think you can pretty much cast him in anything. He's going to do a good job for whatever role he plays. And the Fresh Prince Bel-Air is one of the best TV shows of all time, and he's one of the main reasons of that. But his personal interviews have always been some of the most pompous, irritating shit that I've I've ever had to listen to. And this is before the Chris Rock slap. Now, you've heard me rail on my ex quite a bit. Yeah. I, I can't stand her ass. But I swear to God... At least three to four times a week, she would have on her damn phone, it would be Will Smith and Denzel Washington giving inspirational speeches. Now, on top of people reading verses from the Bible, that's how she would fall asleep. She was inspired listening to Will Smith talk like every single damn word that came out of his mouth was so damn profound and enlightening and will just help you conquer anything in life. And it just made me want to throw up in my mouth every time I heard it. This guy tries so hard to make everything he says on camera just be the most world eye-opening and lightning thing that you, that, that you can hear. He, he makes a – but to a certain extent, that's, that's what he feels his job is. I, I just really think his job is to make entertaining movies. But he actually wants to make he wants you to he wants you to feel that every word that comes out of his mouth is going to help is going to inspire you and help you out through life. He, he wants he like wants he to serve as, as he wants to be. He tries too hard to be an inspiration to me. It's like everything he tries to say, he thinks it is like a poignant point. Exactly. Like it, it's it, like it, world share. Like because he kept saying like over and over in this interview, like. Like, I'm human. It's like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Like, I, you're I, human? I understand. But let's, let's, let's just go ahead and lay it out. This, two of the biggest movie stars of our life is are Will Smith and Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, he has respect for the work involved on the industry. He doesn't try to make, he doesn't think that his words are going to help you in life. He just tries to tell you the hard work involved that goes in into into the product itself. Will Smith wants to be beyond that. Uh, one thing that always kind of stood out to me, uh, and, and I respect for Tom Cruise, is because he he's kind of like Russell Westbrook to a certain extent. What Russell Westbrook? Yeah, he's he's OC a lot of the time, but he's always giving one hundred and ten percent. Okay, I was wondering where you was going with that. So even if you watch Russell Westbrook in warm-ups, he's trying to do the best layup or dunk ever. Uh, USA team, he's giving you 100%. I guarantee you collateral that Tom Cruise made with Jamie Foxx. There's a scene when he first introduces himself and says, okay, I'm going to pay you this much. And he flips out like $500 bills. He just whips it out, and they're all in a row. I guarantee you, Tom Cruise... Practice that move 500 times before that shot just so he can flip those 100 pills out and make it look fucking awesome. I respect that. He, he, he worked his ass off. He flipped. He made. He looked like a fucking badass doing it. He, but doesn't, he's, he doesn't shortchange us. <laughs> no, he does not. But he's just, he's just respecting the craft. 
Will Smith. Oh my God! I should put Will Smith next to Jesus and Moses. The hell talking you are. To him. This guy wants to be every every. It's not enough for him to be just a movie star. He has to be a life motivator, of uh, a romantic guru, uh, a brilliant businessman. A com- uh, he wants he just, he wants every single word that comes out to be profound. But he's a damn good charismatic charismatic actor. Who's extremely likable. He's way more likable on the screen than off the screen. But if you want my unqualified opinion, this Chris Smith, this Chris Rock smack will not hurt his career. Because every Will Smith fan I know has never said, I will never go see a uh, Will This I was so offended by him smacking Chris Rock that I will never go see it. And keep in mind, my there's a reason my girlfriend was ex girlfriend was listening to that just because she drools over this man, and I guarantee you, sorry for all the kids out there, her panties got wet every time she saw Chris <laughs> Rock's get smacked by Will Smith. That's the man she wants in her life. I'm glad you're not with her anymore, <laughs> and she's not alone. And I, I and she, a lot of people won't admit it. But I do not know anybody who says they will not support any Will Smith movie because he smacked Chris Rock, especially his very profitable female fan base. And more women will will not admit to that than you guys care to believe. I, I truly believe that, that that a lot of women want the Will Smith smacking somebody for talking shit about her. Than you guys are care to believe. It was completely unacceptable for him to do that to one of my favorite celebrities in Chris Rock. He was completely wrong, but I, I I'm of the belief that that smack did maybe one percent harm to his actual career. Well, I don't think that affected it hardly at all. Well, I already said I'm boycotting him, and I, I I've held true to that shit. I can't watch anything with him. Yeah, I can't see him the same right now. So. No, not saying that he can't get his career back. Because you know, I'm not saying he needs my dollars in order to have a career. But I'm betting there's a lot of people out there that just looks at him differently. <laughs> like, not saying that he can't be seen as like a still decent human being, but he does come across as a very narcissistic hypocrite. He's extremely at this point. narcissistic. He he tries too damn hard to be light at this point. I'm he always of, has. It's not. It's nothing new. No, but even now, even when he's apologizing, he tries to makes it. A, he tries to make the whole situation about him, like and what he was going through. And I kept thinking in my mind, what the fuck were you going through the night of the Oscars Have that you made guys, your night so damn bad? Like they didn't get your coffee order right at Starbucks that morning. But how Jada said your tie looked ugly. Like what could possibly mm-hmm. happen to him that made his life so damn bad? As a celebrity, I just we all look at them a little bit differently. It's like, hey, your life can't be that damn bad. You're a fucking multi-millionaire living in a mansion. Like, you have all these perks of life. We don't think that your trials and tribulations of life are the same as mine, who's struggling to make, like, car payments or, like, your mortgage payment or, you know, you know mom and dad got medical bills and they're inside the hospital and all that other stuff. It's like, there's, there's different things that I just look at, like, contextually compared to his life as to my life. Now, granted, they're rich people problems. They're real, but they can't be solved at this point. Some people, they just don't have a solution to their problems. Most people just need money. They need support. I feel like he has all that, but I just think he takes a lot of his life for granted at this point, and he's constantly trying to make people feel fucking sorry for him, and I don't. I don't feel sorry for him I don't feel sorry all. for him, but 
to a certain extent, I I kind of see where he's coming from because he shouldn't have he he should have smacked Chris Rock after the show because that that joke was below the belt. There, there's there's a you're at the Academy Awards. You're not at a comedy show. It's 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 never fun being the butt of a joke. It's a, it's all fun and games until you or somebody that you care for is the butt of a joke. And and to a certain extent, I have that personality. So to a certain extent, um, I'm not somebody who's laughing his ass off in a room while somebody's being made fun of because I know that person feels like shit at the time. And so I, I'm I'm that I, I I'm not that kind of person, and I, I don't, I'm a, I I'm not gonna smack somebody for a joke, especially on TV. I'm not that guy, and he was completely wrong for that. But nobody likes being the butt of a joke, and especially with the headlines that his wife had been getting up to that point, uh, he snapped. He he that was the one fault in Will Smith's otherwise perfect on-camera career, and he doesn't deserve to be blacklisted for life for that. Uh, Chris Rock, I thought it was a pretty good joke, but it was completely out of character because Chris Rock should know how hard it is for black actors to make it in the industry. I don't know. I've seen a lot of worse jokes that Chris Rock made in his past. and he could, Not why somebody's granted, there in the audience, though. Especially in the audience. Like I said, he has like a, a word that rhymes with maggot joke mm-hmm. that he let fly on a special. Nobody came for him. And I thought that was way more offensive than saying like, hey, like you're bald head. I think Will Smith just uh, he's I, sitting I, I, I don't fr- want to keep excusing him, but I feel like he just took that joke like personally and it wasn't. It was a very lighthearted joke. At at best, maybe he could have just cursed him out from his seat. To go up there and piss some hands on somebody, that joke had to be really bad. Unless he's talking about their, his kids or something like that, there's no reason to go up there and put hands on Chris them. Rock is uh, one of the more um, enlightened comics on there. So uh, there's a lot of black comedians that are hilarious in our lifetime. He's one of the, one of the more appreciative of the black plight. And highly intelligent. Highly intelligent. Yeah. More appreciative. He knows f- black females and hair are a touchy subject for any black female. He's experienced enough to know that it's bad enough that, that you're, you, you guys are involved in a cheating scandal. And like I said, I have no proof to back this up, but I, I really think that any female lead that you see Will Smith in in any of his big movies I think he banged him so really okay. yeah uh, Men in Black 2 you think he uh, got it on with uh, Rosario Dawson Rosario Dawson yeah. uh, Hitch oh, with yeah. the girl with the mole on her face oh, from even, Training even, Day even even Mendes, Mendes, yeah. banged her but yeah I, ask any girl in Fort Wayne I'm, I'm sorry yeah any, any girl Will Smith is like the a real life James Bond where he walks in a room, any girl that you see, he can bang him. Will Smith is that is that guy. So his stuff has stayed hidden. And I really feel that Jada knows how at least half of 
all the fine girls Will Smith has banged behind the scenes. And the fact that her stuff is coming to light really hurt. That was her way of getting back at him for all the fucking around that he's done. I, 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 I have no way to back that up. But just, be, I, just my f- experiences with females and trying to put myself in Will Smith's shoes. I really feel that was Jada's way of getting back at Will Smith for all the fine-ass girls he's banged behind the scenes that never made the public eye. So for her to be put in the public eye for being uh, a cheater and for Chris Rock to go up there and make fun of her looks while he was just making all the other side jokes he made about everybody else, um, the guy from No Country for Old Men, he's dating uh, Penelope Cruz, I believe. He was just saying, all, all his joke was, you better hope he wins the Oscar because if she wins the Oscar, you're not going to be here at the end of it. No jokes about her look or lack thereof. Bald yeah, head. but that's where people lose me whenever they make that argument because Regina uh, Hall, who was hosting the Oscars that night, literally made a joke shortly after about their entanglement. That's where they lose me every single time. He's a fucking hypocrite. That was... That was she, no she, Regina Hall was uh, no she was making a joke about Jada like talking for Will as part of their like in, quote unquote entanglement like how they have an open relationship like Jada makes all the decisions for him that was the the line of the joke I think I still have the clip in my phone but I thought it was like uh interesting like he can handle a joke coming from her but coming from Chris Rock apparently that's crossing the line yeah that that it doesn't make sense at all now if that was the same Oscars there has to be something more than that and, uh, I, and I'm not defending Will Smith. No, he he was wrong for what he did. All I'm saying is, career-wise, I think you're in the minority as far as refusing to see his work because well, like there are a lot see. of females that want their husband to stand up for them like they did. But I don't think they're, they want their right husband to take like fucking jail chances defending them. No. I love my wife, but I ain't going to jail for your ass unless I absolutely have to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, he really had to put hands, feet, toes, and elbows on you for me to get up out of my seat <laughs> at this point. Because, for one, all right, my wife was in the Army. I know she knows how to fight. I know she knows how to defend herself. And, granted, my wife does have long, flowing, like, luscious hair. I don't have to worry about nobody making a bald head joke about her. <laughs> so, that's that's off the table that's as what well. I'm talking about. And Jada, quite frankankly, it, it, it feels fucked up to say, but I think she deserved it. Because she's been putting Will Smith in a bad spot for like the past few years with her bullshit. So you know what? You better take this fucking bald head joke and just go ahead and walk it off. <laughs> You've been throwing out all that by how, by how okay, it's tally uh, uh, game is all that. off, by how it's yeah. P-knuckle game ain't on, on par. She, she said that? that? She said that on the red table. Yeah, she's been yeah. throwing out all the business on the red table. Every time she steps to the red table, I feel like Will is just like a, like a butt of a joke on that show yeah. from your wife. I'm like, man, for one, I always say, like, Man and woman, their relationship is their business. But at the very least, if you want to be like open and honest about your relationship, be open and honest about all of it. It's like if you put it out there, own it. Don't hide from it. Don't run from it. Just just own it up to it. Like if Jada puts you out there to talk on the red table, talk about her entanglement, you gotta sit there with the fucking crying eyes and all that shit, looking like a Jordan meme, sitting there just listening <laughs> to that shit. Like yo, you gotta take all these jokes yeah. that come with it. Otherwise, you would have said, "Hey, babe." 
I'm going to take this table and I'm going to burn this shit. I'm, I'm tired of you talking on the table about my, my pinochle already. Like, you need to mind your damn business or go out and make a, set it off too and go contribute to these bills because I've been carrying your ass for a long time. Yeah. It's time for you to carry your weight in this relationship because all you're doing is embarrassing me out here in these internet streets. Now, honestly, now, me being a man, a black man, I'd be more embarrassed if I got my son to star in a movie with Jackie Chan that grosses four hundred million dollars worldwide with Taraji P Henson. Yeah, it was a great film. I did love it. I, I, I like it better than the original. I said it. It's better than the original. Hold on. I, whoa, whoa. I, I said it. Holy shit! All right, that's I hot. said no, it. That's no. a hot take for your ass. Yeah, that I is. said it. Yeah, I, 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 I did like you forget it. the first Karate Kid or something? Not at all. I've seen all of them. Maybe you're mixing up with Cobra Kai. <laughs> Not at all. I've, I've yet to see a Cobra Kai. And keep in mind, Damn I've it. seen Karate Kid four with a million dollar baby actress. Oh, Hillary Swank, which I enjoy. I, I, I think along with the Rocky franchise, that's one of the more underappreciated franchises that we have in the movie industry. But sometimes there's a there, I put that in the same category as Creed, or some some things that you think are going to be mediocre and unneeded. Takes it, it, it hit me. I loved Jaden Smith's Karate Kid. I think that's the best movie of that franchise. I said it. This is in the same category as Creed. I'll be damned if you use that stardom and start walking out in public in girls' dresses, you fucking faggot. I would smack the shit out of him on camera, you fucking faggot. Don't you wear no fucking dresses. And you're the fucking Karate Kid. I'm sorry. I said it. I said it. Damn, that dress really got you bothered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jaden Smith, and I loved your song on that Spider-Verse soundtrack. Yeah, 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 we on the way. Yeah. That song was fucking jamming. How dare you dress up like a woman? Hey, man. And I made you a goddamn movie star. I'll be more offended by that. Yeah. So I don't justify the Jada. Movie star? That's a stretch. He was the Karate he, Kid. I mean, he stars in movies. That doesn't make him a movie yeah, yeah. star. Not necessarily. That's like saying Jennifer Anderson is a movie star. No offense, but she is not a movie star. She stars but, in movies. She doesn't like command like a big paycheck like she did on Friends. Like her movies are eh, at best. He could have. He, he no. He he failed. Um, he could have been a movie star if he wouldn't have done all that crazy shit. Now he makes really good music, but movie star, I can't think of another movie that he was in that was even worth talking about. I, I can't either. I know you're not talking about After Earth. I, I It looked like crap. I will never sit down and watch Pursuit that. of Happiness don't count. His, like yeah. his dad just got him a his job. His dad. He was but young he was shit. He yeah. was great in that Karate Kid remake with Jackie Chan. And it I was gar- good. I don't know if it was great. It was great. It was great. That's blasphemous. That's fucked up to even say that was better than okay. the, the, the first Karate Kid. Okay. What, go, go, what's in your cup, man? What do you give you? Shout out to this lemonade whiskey. This that, is, that is ridiculous. I ain't never heard nobody that's, say that's like strong. That's a hot take for your ass. I, 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 I said, those movies were good. Uh, all the, uh, Even the even the, Jadis, the Jaden Smith movie is that's just my favorite out the series. Damn. Some, I... Hey, maybe you thought I like you Rocky didn't... Three the best. Most people I talk to here in Fort Wayne the like Rocky Clubber Four. Lang? Really? Clubber Lang is my is. I gotta go with the Drago. I, I yeah, go yeah Drago. Drago. Yeah, most people I know love Drago. And if you go online or listen to movie critics, they'll tell you the original is the best. Now, nah, me, I will say the second one is the best. I like that one better. I love I love them all. I don't think there's a bad Rocky movie. Uh, and I'm looking that, at you, Rocky Five. That, that fifth one was. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking fucking, at <laughs> that one. That fifth one was really fucking bad. 
it, Tommy Gunn, that movie was not yeah, that great. That one sucked. Yeah, it I, I don't think it sucked. I like Ro- said, I'm Rocky like, Balboa was good. I do vouch for that. Great, one. I loved it. I love Rocky Balboa. Yeah, but that that the one with Tommy Gunn and that fake ass uh, promoter dude that supposed to be like a uh, <laughs> supposed to be like a uh, what's the one promoter guy name? Uh, Don King. Don King, like him, like with the fur coat. It was a little shit. bit too on the nose. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. There's a speech he gives to his son. That is great. And Rocky Balboa getting knocked down. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. I, I listen to that like damn near once a month. To if, yeah, yeah, if you need to get through the day, yes. I, 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 that, was, that was that was a great speech. Uh, now, aside from that, now our little Will Smith like needs to shut the fuck up rant. Did we miss any other headlines that we <laughs> yeah. need to talk two, about? Two, two major ones. Uh, I know we're running out. No- Overtime right now, Miss. Oh no, we good. We took a week off. They 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 need to get this information, man. Give it to them. Okay, um, real quickly. Thanksgiving weekend, we all know what the number one movie is. Oh, what kind of? Of course, Black Panther. What kind of forever? Just quick heads up, just in case anybody wants to knock what kind of forever Black Panther two for not living up to the phenomenon. That will be unlikely seen anytime soon, which was Black Panther 1. After less than three weeks, so as of today, we're looking at 18 days. Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, has grossed $678 million worldwide. $369 million in North America, meaning United States and Canada. As of the 2022 comic book movies, the lifetime gross of Doctor Strange 2, uh, what was that, Into the Multiverse? Yep, Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness, sorry. $411 million just in North America. That was its lifetime gross. Black Panther is on week number three, and it's still number one. $411 million is the highest grossing movie and the United States comic book wise this year, Black Panther is still in week number three and has already grossed three hundred and sixty nine dollars. It's going to outgross Doctor Strange. Okay. Number two, the Batman. Kind of a mixed reaction, but I liked it. Most people I know liked it. It was really good. I liked it. Three hundred and sixty nine million dollars just in North America lifetime. It's that's on HBO Max DVD Blu-ray. Black Panther has made that. Black Panther two has made that in three weeks. Thor four, Love and Thunder, three hundred forty-three million in North America. Like I said, Black Panther will come forever. Three hundred sixty-nine after three weeks. The biggest movie star in the world. Uh, that's up for debate, but to me, he's the biggest movie star in the world. The Rock, Black Adam. $163 million just in North America. has already outgrossed it both worldwide and domestic after only three weeks. Black Black Adams on week number six or seven at this at this time. That's a hit. Disney has a bomb on its hands that came in number two in Strange World. Oh, I heard about this one. That is on the verge of losing. $140 million at least, if not more, for Disney. Based on the budget, which was over $100 million, and the marketing, which is $100 million or over. And that I've movie, never heard of this movie. Me neither. It looked, it's out in theater, Strange World. I've seen commercials that didn't look appealing to me. Now, it should have been the stream like Turning Red was. 
Um, you can ask me. Turn the Red should have got a theater uh, theatrical release. This one sounds like it should have just been kept on Disney Plus. And I agree with you 100%, Tommy. And the promotion was terrible. I'd never heard of this movie terrible. at all. And this cost somebody a CEO job. That sh- that turning red comment you just made cost somebody a CEO job that could possibly make you $50 million a year or over. So there's been two colossal, and I use colossal as an understatement. In the movie industry. Number one, real quickly, there's a gentleman by the name of Bob Chapek. He's been Disney Studios. Yes, that Disney, the same company that made all your childhood favorite animated movies that owns those two gigantic theme parks in North America, and it pretty much dominates the entertainment industry, which owns. Marvel Studios, my personal favorite, and my second favorite studio, Pixar, owns that as well, as well as the company that created Star Wars, Lucasfilm, owns that as well, and there's some little small budget indie movie coming out towards mid-December called Avatar, which they recently purchased through 20th Century Fox, which just happens to be the highest grossing movie of all time, they own that as well. The CEO of that company recently got fired after a two-year stint. His name is Bob Chapek. I uh, just just want to run through this real quickly. He was hired back on by the one the biggest force in the entertainment industry. His name is Bob Iger. He decided to retire two years ago, and he chose his successor to be Bob Chapek. He fucked shit up so bad that all the high-level executives said, we want you out. Bring back Bob Iger. Bob Iger uh, worked with Disney since the mid '90s. Worked his way up to eventually become the CEO in 2005. While he was CEO with the biggest entertainment studio in the world, from 2005 to 2020, he managed to purchase Pixar in 2006 at 7.4 billion dollars. Up until today, that company has grossed $11 billion just in theatrical releases alone. That's not including the merchandise. During that tenure, he also bought Marvel Studios, the biggest production company in the world. He bought Marvel Studios in 2009 for $4 billion just on the movies, not counting the toys, video games, and T-shirts. Marvel movies have grossed $25 billion dollars. Since 2009. Just in movies. Oh. There's this small little uh, company called Lucasfilm as well. I heard about them. Which owns Indiana Mm. Jones and Star Wars. Bob Iger was behind that Disney purchase. In 2012. They paid George Lucas 4.5 billion. In 2012. Just for Lucasfilm. Just that new trilogy alone. Which only has one good movie in my opinion. That trilogy alone has grossed $5.9 billion. Damn. And that's not including all the toys and video games, just off the movies alone. This um, this came to a head during the pandemic. So, unfortunately, once Bob Iger re- retired in 2020, as soon as he retired, that COVID-19 pan- pandemic hit. 
So the movie industry, as well as a lot of industries, took a hit. But he made some terrible decisions that ended up getting him ousted as CEO of Disney. And just to reiterate, I just want to say that as of as of today, where we at November 28th, 29th, 30th, it looks like Turning Red will be in my top 10 for one of my favorite movies of 2022. I, I th- really think this movie could have grossed at least $203 million worldwide. He decided to send that... Sh- straight to streaming uh that 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 was a that was a big financial misfire they decided to put that straight to streaming pixar has has absolutely as i just mentioned the numbers pixar has been one of the more profitable studios for disney and this new guy who became ceo bob chapek he decided to put not only turning red but soul and uh what's the other movie here? Uh oh yeah, I forgot about Soul. The one and, with Jamie Foxx. Yep, that was a great. That movie. was a good one. Yeah, that was great Soul. Luca is that the one where Luca? the boy turns into a fish or some shit? Soul. Uh, uh no, Luca, wherever it was. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, what's the name of that boy turns into fish? That was the Mexican. Yeah, yeah yes. Oh yeah, yes, I'll think it about was. it. Like Encanto and Chanto or something like that. It, that was it, another one that got streamed. It, uh, that got a theatrical release, and Kanto made some money in the box office. But Luca, yes, that that was the movie that went straight. Yeah, you're right. Luca is the one that turned into a fish. Yes. Yeah, I do remember that one. Um, Not bad. It was okay. But Soul and Turning Red were great. Should have got theatrical. Put those straight to streaming. Decided to put the least out of the three, Lightyear, which I still kind of like, straight in in the in the in. Lightyear got theatrical release. The other three didn't. Tell Lightyear. Why you bring that bullshit? Uh, it, I, I actually didn't think it was that bad. Not yeah, Pixar's yeah, finest yeah. hour. It, it, it was pretty bad. I uh, fell asleep on it twice. You know how hard it is for me to fall asleep on a movie twice? Uh, <laughs> and I was wide awake. I mean, I, like, I just woke up and I went right back to sleep. I I kind of liked it. Um, okay. okay. I, I, I liked it more so than what I was led to believe I would like. Uh, the, the biggest scandal out of this whole situation was Black Widow starring starring Scarlett Johansson. She was promised a certain figure based on the box office profit. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that lawsuit she had against uh, Disney. She did. And she ended up winning that lawsuit. And that kind of of drew a line in the sand with Disney and a lot of the other high-level executives. Because any other CEO... With the level of uh, goodwill that Scarlett Johansson built up, they would have renegotiated that contract with with her based on the COVID situation because the theatrical release they expected with Black Widow didn't happen. And he decided to put that with a day-and-date release to Disney streaming as well as theatrical. It's cost her possibly $50 million or more. They should have renegotiated that. A lot of executives, including the head of Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, hated the way that was handled. And that's one of the reasons it cost this man his job. So from 2005 to 2020, Disney, bar none, has become the driving force, the the most profitable, biggest grossing studio in the, in the entertainment industry under his leadership as CEO. When he retired, just in the fourth quarter alone, 
You can blame COVID if you want. But in the fourth quarter of 2022, Disney lost $1.5 billion just in one quarter alone. That cost this man his job. And the fact that they decided to pay Bob Iger just to come back as CEO after this two-year fuck-up of Bob Chapek is a big deal. That's a very big deal. I just want to say uh, also another monumental shift in the entertainment industry happened this week. I can't believe all this shit happened in one week. Legendary Entertainment, our Cinemax Avant buddy Sean Brown had a great topic a few weeks ago where he asked, what's our favorite logo that comes oh, yeah. on during... Oh, yeah, I remember that one. That, that was awesome. And, yeah, I wish I was more prepared when you mentioned that because that, that, was, a, that was a great idea to think of. One of my favorites, think back, is Legendary Entertainment. I remember that. It's got like a... It looks like a maze. Maze, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're recently, um, they recently partnered with Sony. Uh, for, since their founding, they were partnered with Warner Brothers. So just in case you guys don't know uh, what legend, Legendary Entertainment is behind, they're behind my beloved Dark Knight trilogy. They are Christopher Nolan's go-to production company, so they're behind movies like Inception. Uh, they also did Watchmen. The great, bat- great movie. A great movie. They did the recent Jurassic World trilogy, Love It or Hate It, Big Money Makers, The Hangover, the best Superman movie ever made. Yeah, I said it. Man of Steel. Man, you really all on tonight. Watchmen, possibly the best Ben Affleck movie outside of Google Hunting the Town, Straight Outta Compton, Black Klansman, Pacific Rim. This this company, which had a lucrative deal with Warner Brothers, they decided to go to Sony Entertainment. That's a humongous deal. They apparently had a falling out over the HBO Max deal where HBO Max and Warner Brothers decided they're they're going to release their movies on HBO Max the same day they go to theaters. Legendary Entertainment felt they cost them as a company over a billion dollars. So Warner Brothers no longer gets the exclusive rights to these legendary films. Now this excludes whatever happens in this quote-unquote monsterverse so if they ever make uh, Godzilla vs. Kong 2 or Godzilla 3 or King Kong 2, that excludes that or whatever happens on streaming. So, uh, Tommy, you mentioned Enola Holmes is a pretty decent movie to watch. Yeah. Anything legendary to, decides to do with streaming, they get to choose whether they go to Netflix, Apple Plus, Amazon Prime. It's just on theatrical releases outside of the monsterverse but christopher nolan whatever he makes is a big deal and uh that that's a humong this is these are billion dollar transitions in the entertainment industry i thought that was worth mentioning sorry for my rant but legendary entertainment moving over to sony instead of warner brothers bob chapek being fired as ceo from one of the biggest companies in the world Disney and being replaced for who 
the guy chose him as his successor, Bob Iger, coming getting hired back on as CEO after retiring for two years. After he chose his successor, his successor gets fired. And I really think Kevin Feige of Marvel Entertainment and Kathleen Kennedy of Lucasfilm is behind that. Cause yeah, you hate that lady. I, 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 mostly because of what she did to Star Wars. But it was mostly because of the streaming investment. They felt the future was streaming and they lost out on a lot of money on what movie theaters can still bring into the company. I thought that was a big deal because that was just mismanagement at its worst. And I, I saw a headline that Disney Plus has six Star Wars shows on Disney Plus, eight Marvel shows. Okay. Just an unwise investment. And All right. To be fair, I think that she is on to something. Now, maybe she was a little bit ahead. Kathleen Kennedy? I think it wasn't time on what she thought where the future was. Because I had to think about this. I don't know if we want to bring this up as another topic for like another episode of where we think the future of like uh, cinema is going. But it, there's always like a new era where something kills off another era. Very where true. we like, uh, where DVs killed off like VHS, streaming killed off like local video stores. And it seems like, uh, I'm trying to figure out what's going to be the next one to kill off streaming. Because I don't think streaming is going to be here to stay. I'm trying to figure out what is going to be the next uh, big boom of where the cinema is going. Because it feels like movie theaters, they're still struggling at this point. They're struggling big time. They are. And I'm trying to figure out what could possibly be next that can help save it. Because I don't think streaming is like the way to go. Now, Granted, it gives more actors and directors and screenwriters more opportunities to get more work. Because all these streaming services are basically like their own studio, so they give you more opportunities to go out and put your work out, and possibly like buy out certain like IPs and like screenwriters can be bought on, can be brought on, kind of like how uh, what was it? Netflix gave uh, Shonda Rhimes like a massive deal, I think, uh, recently about her like uh, executive producing. Orange is the new black. Is that? Is that the same person from? I I can't remember if it's her, but yeah, but you know she did Grey's Anatomy like a. What's, what's the one with uh, Viola Davis, like the murder part, uh, How to Get Away with Murder? I think that was another one of her shows as well. Private Practice, like, yeah, she has, like, a long, like, a list of, like, shows she's, she's been doing. So I'm trying to figure out what's the next wave, so to speak, of where cinema's going to go. Because I'm not totally bought into where streaming is going, because I feel like it's getting a little bit more diluted at this point. Where there's so many streaming services that I can't keep up. I already told you, I have at least eight streaming services that I pay for, and I yeah. don't watch them all. <laughs> nope. You can't keep up with all this shit. Eventually, you're going to have to tap out and just pick, like, two or three. Now, I think Netflix is going to last for a while. I'm banking money on HBO Max because they have a lot of stuff on there that I like. Apple TV, I I don't see them sustaining very long. Like, they're still going to be around, but I don't see enough product there to keep people there. HBO Max is is going to be around just because of the great content that HBO has as a whole. Because before the streaming wars that we're in right now, HBO was the top of the food chain this came as TV programming goes. Yeah. There was TV shows on one level, and then at the very top there was HBO. And streaming has just started to catch up with that. Because before the streaming, when we lived in the era of Oz and The Wire and The Sopranos and The Game of Thrones and the animated Spawn series 
and sex in the cities. HBO was just the top of the food chain where the best TV shows were always on HBO. And this power shift with legendary pictures switching over from Sony to Warner Brothers is kind of a cause and effect because um, this cost a lot of big wigs in the entertainment industry a lot of damn money because they wanted that money they were going to get from the theatrical release. Did you ever think Matrix 4 would go straight to TV? (laughs) That's the age we live in? But then again, I'm glad it did. King Kong versus Godzilla? Well, that was just a bad year of like the dual release. There was a lot of misses more than it was hits. Like we said, Mortal Kombat wasn't the greatest. Like the, nah. like Godzilla movie was like, yeah. And I feel like there was like a few Conjuring. more. Conjuring. Conjuring, the devil made me do it. It was, it was I, I wish, it, it was. I, I hear you on that. But let's say you just were a money man behind that. And you, ex- you expected it to be good. You invested $20 million of your own money into the Conjuring 3. And you knew that both Conjuring 1 and 2 grossed $300 million worldwide. So you're guaranteed your $20 million investment is going to make you maybe 50 to $80 million in profit just because of your $20 million investment. And then H, uh, Warner Brothers says, no, um, we're just going to pay you $20 million. We're going to pay you $22 million, and that's all you get. You made $2 million in profit. Because we're going straight to streaming. That's that's the that's the landscape that we're in now. You thought your twenty million dollar investment was gonna make you sixty or eighty million dollars profit. That's what you signed up for. That's why you gave them twenty million. They said, you know what? We're just gonna take this payout, you get two, three million dollars in profit. You still made money, so don't be mad. You still made a little bit of money, it's not the money you thought you were gonna make. I think they went for guaranteed money that they know they could get as opposed to what they were hoping for as far as like one big massive movie bringing back, you know, the movie theaters. Because remember when they thought Tenet was going to be the next the next one to bring it back? <laughs> and Christopher up, Nolan was the only person saying that. Because he, he is egotistical. And that I told you, I watched that movie like two or three times. I'm still fucking still confused, confused shit, about what the hell yeah. I watched. I'm like, come on, man. Like, a movie shouldn't be that damn complicated. Just entertain me and, like, make me think just a little bit. I don't need a think piece where I got to watch YouTube right after to figure out what the hell I watched. <laughs> Christopher Nolan loves flexing that brain. I, I, I appreciate the the intellect, but calm down, man. Like, people want to pay to be entertained. Not, you know, I don't feel like I want to watch Jeopardy and get all the answers, <laughs> get all the answers wrong. It's like, oh, fuck, got that one wrong again. Damn, I thought I had it. But I don't know. Yo, know, that was a good little sec. We got we got to talk about that a little bit more later on because I feel like there's a there's a bigger topic to that later on. But yeah, we might have to break that down a little bit because once again, y'all know me. I got a bedtime. I'm old as hell. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I've been guys. daydreaming about sleep all damn too. day. Too, it's almost eleven right o'clock now, already. Yeah. Good God, sorry. All right, so let's get to our hidden gem segment right now. Now I'm gonna take lead if y'all don't mind. One I found on Netflix is I'm forcing myself to watch Netflix a little bit more lately. And I actually found a Samuel L. Jackson movie that I had never seen before that I found on Netflix. It's called uh, Cleaner. Have y'all heard of this one that's on Netflix? Not off the top of my head, It no. has Samuel L. Jackson, and it has uh, Ed Harris. It has uh, Louise uh, Guzman. 
and it has a uh, Eva Mendes coincidentally. What? And this didn't get released in the theaters. I. It looks like one That's of those. That's a hell of a cast. It looks like one of those low budget indie kind of films, like just made for you know because Samuel Jackson he'll make damn any movie that he wants at this point. Just does because he's bored. But the the synopsis of this one is like he's a he's a retired police officer who now has a business where he cleans up crime scenes after uh you know you know they take place like wherever they are. And basically he gets hired to take on a job to to clean up this crime scene, but apparently this was a cover up that he's cleaning up for. He didn't know it. So he tries to call the police station and say, Hey, like is it a detective such and such? He's like, Hey, there's nobody by that name. So basically this movie is basically a film where he's trying to figure out who the hell hired him. Like, what crime scene did he really clean up because he feels like he's covered up a crime and he's implicated in it at this point. He doesn't want to tell anybody about it because he doesn't know where it goes. It's just basically a film about, like, a police corruption, like, politics, that kind of thing. Like, it's it's a little bit cliche in that that way, but the background of it, of, like, him being, like, the cleaner and trying to figure out, like, who hired him to clean up a crime scene without him knowing that he was covering up a crime is... It was very intriguing. I thought, like, Samuel Jackson did a really good job. Great acting, of course. He doesn't shortchange you on that end. Like, Eva Mendez looks looks amazing and damn near everything that she is. Like, she did a really good job. Ed Harris, who's a very unappreciated <clears throat> actor at this point. I wish he would get more shine. I might make him my standard ovation next week. I got to think of a few more films that he's been in. So, yeah. The Rock, I love that man. The Rock, uh, The Truman Show, uh, A History of Violence. Like, he... He's very unappreciated. Like the Abyss, he, the Abyss, oh, like a yeah, yeah. little radio, which you know, it's not a yeah. popular one, but yeah, I do watch that movie every once in a while. Gooding Jr. movie. If you want to get a tear, football, thug, football like movie, rolling yeah. out, you know, yeah, he he'll, he'll get you on that one. But yeah, uh, Cleaner on Netflix, uh, Samuel Jackson, even Mendez, Ed Harris. Uh, I think you guys will actually enjoy this one. I watched this with my wife; she enjoyed it. It was a it was a nice little hour and a half film. So don't take it too seriously. It'll keep you entertained. And uh, I think you guys will have a good time watching that. So what else I got this week? Um, I got one for you guys. Martin Lawrence movie. Uh, National Security. Damn, I, I remember that one. I, I love that one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I got that on DVD at home. Oh, this is funny. Uh, Martin Lawrence. Um, and uh, I think his name is Steve Zai. He plays um, the other co-star. Yeah, he has, was in a Saving Silverman. Yeah, yep. It has uh, Bill, outside Bill Duke from Predator outside. is in there. Uh, I feel like there was somebody else. Oh, um, shit! She played like the girlfriend of Will Smith, like a few, a few movies. Uh, she was like a, his uh, girlfriend, really like yeah. uh, in Hitch. Yeah, the one that broke his heart at the beginning. And uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Seven yeah. Pounds. She's the one that uh, oh, died yeah. in the car crash. Damn, uh, uh, Robin Lee. Robin Lee. Damn, I'm good. Robin Lee. That's nice. Not very nice. Yep. Yeah, there's some bunch of people in this one. Well, faces I know, but I don't know their names all the time. Uh, Martin Lawrence plays a security guard um, who's trying to be a police officer, and um, he gets kind of kind of harassed. It's kind of around our times right now, but it's, this is way back in uh, oh yeah, uh, 2003. He gets harassed by um, by uh, what's his name again? Dang it, uh, Steve, uh, Zahn. Steve Zahn, who's an actual police officer. And uh, claims he beat him up, but really it was a bumblebee who stung oh, him yeah, to death. Oh, yeah, I remember that part. And uh, they put Steve Zahn's character in prison 
uh, for beating him, uh, hitting him with the baton. Really, he he didn't do it. It was the bumblebee. Yeah, he was swinging uh, at a yeah, bumblebee, yeah. but it like he was beating Right, right. Well, Steve Zahn, <laughs> earlier, earlier in the show, in the movie, his partner died and uh, it, it was in shot. And so he just kind of lost it after that. <clears throat> and uh, Martin is trying to be a police officer himself. He, he's kind of like a rogue uh, person who, you know, they, he kind of goes to the police academy and he drives a car all over the place, gets kicked out of the police academy. And so he ends up being a uh, security guard. Steve Zahn gets out of, out of prison and they kind of end up in the same spot as a, in a heist or something like that. And they end up chasing down the prison, uh, the, the, you know, the criminals who killed his, um, his partner. And so, uh, they become like buddy, buddy cop. And it's just super hilarious, man. It's funny. Uh, they end up cracking down on the criminals at the end. It's a good time. Uh, <clears throat> I got that on DVD, uh, but you can watch that on Voodoo, which is something I have that I don't even watch myself. Uh, but if you have Voodoo. Voodoo, that brings yeah, back some good memories. Yeah, definitely Voodoo has it right now. National Security came out in 2003. Martin Lawrence was uh, skinny Martin Lawrence. He wasn't fat Martin Lawrence yet. Uh, but he was kind of in that, still in that prime where he was making some movies that Blue Streak and all those kind of things. So National Security. Yeah, I think he put out Black Knight. Yeah, Black Knight was another one. Funnier than expected, I actually. I like Black Knight. I That's did not I, like that. I, I thought, thought that was so, funny. So yeah. bad. I'm surprised y'all liked that. I did. I did like Black Knight. So um, National Security, uh, give that one a try. That one's on Voodoo. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty funny. It's a... Uh, not one of his bigger movies, but uh, it's still a good one. So national security for me. All right, yep. that's a good. One. I, right I, I, I do yeah. love that damn film. I like that too. Good stuff, man. Yeah, sorry for going off on that tangent um, on uh, Bob Iger and Disney and uh, Legendary Pictures. I didn't not want that to last that long, that guys. I'm 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 really sorry about that. Yeah, uh, national. That movie is really freaking funny. Very good pick, Sean. Very good pick. Yeah. I'll try to make mine real short and sweet. I uh, try to put my technical skills at use this past week and one of the few times it actually worked. So I got a old hard drive of mine that hasn't worked for two years. I took it apart and put it back together. And thank the Lord that I actually start working on my computer again and I start going through some of the old movies I and TV shows I had stored on there. And, uh, yeah, I... Uh, Rewatched one I haven't seen in a few years, and it was recommend, recommended to me by a couple of coworkers, and it actually has uh, the your standing ovation as a minor co-star in this, Mr. Craig Robinson, Sean. Oh. So uh, one of the funnier lines that, um, <laughs> that was in that movie, see if you guys can guess it real quick. Um, everyone here told you their story. Here's mine. I got hair in my balls and I sell cars. The end. <laughs> Damn. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a 2009 movie by the name of The Goods. Live hard, sell hard. Oh. Is that Start- the one with Jeremy Piven? Jeremy Piven. Oh, man. <laughs> it's got Craig Robinson as a DJ in a very brief <laughs> role. And it it is... Uh, an underrated classic, in my opinion. Uh, it's recommended to me from Korg's at my old job. Uh, it also has um, uh, Kathleen Hahn, a very un Kath Kath Catherine Hahn. I'm sorry, underrated actress. I like her. She is hilarious. Uh, you guys, wasn't she in Step Brothers? Is that we think? She was in Step Brothers. Yes. 
Uh, she was most recently in WandaVision. Is oh Agatha? Agatha. That's there what we go. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I like Agatha. She's in the uh, currently in theaters Glass Onion, uh, Knives Out two sequel. She was also the voice of Doc Ock's granddaughter in one of my top ten movies of all time, Into the Spider Verse. Brief appearance in Where the Brothers, or Where the Millers. I'm sorry, Where the Where the Millers. And had a role, a very minor role in Anchorman. Uh, the dentist from Hangover, Ed Helms. Yeah, Ed Helms is funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was uh, the drug dealer and were the Millers as well, his layers in that. Ving Rames was also in this. And uh, the cast is outstanding. Jeremy Piven, he's uh, more, his most popular role is Ari Gold and one of the, another. HBO Classics Entourage, best TV network of all time. Don't let Netflix fool you, new generation. HBO has the best shows. Ari Gold and Entourage, Jerry Piven. I'll give you a a double deuce of the Hidden Gems. Check out Jeremy Piven in the 90s classic PCU as the college student. (laughs) Just causing ruckus. PCU, Jeremy Piven, that movie's great. I think Tommy showed his love for uh, the very underrated 90s movie, Judgment Night. Yes, I forgot. Uh, Jeremy Piv- yeah, he was he was the RV owner in that. It was like Steven Dorff, Cuba Gooding, Emilio Estevez. Like uh, absolutely, Leary. yeah. Jeremy Piven's scream falling off that building still haunts me to this day. Oh, Lord. That was, that was a rough scene to yeah, watch. Yeah, they did him dirty. They did him real dirty in that. Damn you. Um, Rush Hour 2, he had a real funny appearance in that selling that snake skin suit to Chris Tucker in Rush Hour Hilarious. 2. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. shit. I forgot about <laughs> that. Yeah, funny. Is, is like, yeah, and uh, Will... Buttercream, buttercream, buttercream. <laughs> 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 that, was, that was great. Uh, yeah, Will Ferrell makes a brief appearance in this movie as his uh, best friend who uh, tries to uh, dress up as Abraham Lincoln during the sales week. And the basic right. plot line is a used car company in New Mexico is about to go bankrupt. So they hire in some mercenary car salesmen to try to sell 200 cars over 4th of July weekend. And that team consists of Jeremy Piven, Catherine Hahn, Ving Rames, and the guy from Anchorman, uh, the whammy guy from Anchorman. Uh, I can't think of that actor's name. I thought I wrote down here. But yeah, it's a comedy classic. Ninety minutes of pure comedy gold. Uh, one of the more quotable movies I've ever heard of. Uh, the guy from Anchorman, the whammy guy from Anchorman. I know who you're talking about. I just can't remember his what name. It's like hell? David something or other. What the hell is that guy? I feel name? like he was just at the Summit City uh, Comedy Club. <laughs> that would not surprise me. Actually, you got to make your living somehow. But black, yeah, the black dude. It's the white guy, uh, the uh, bald white guy, the whammy guy, the sports guy from Anchorman. Oh, he's funny. He, I know he, he is about. real funny. Yeah, yeah. He had the chicken. He was in the chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they were selling fried bat in Anchorman too. <laughs> David like, Koshner. Yeah. yeah. There, there yeah. we go. Yep, there we go. Koshner. Yep, yep. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cats, the chicken of the rail yard. Yeah, that was. I can't believe you said that line. Uh, yeah. The Goods, Live Hard, Sell Hard, comedy, classic, very underrated, that will only build its fan base as time goes on. Please 
seek it out. It's on Pluto TV, which I've never heard of. But add that to your DVD or Blu-ray collection. 2009, The Goods, Live Hard, Sell Hard, 90 Minutes of Comedy Gold. Damn. Damn, you really dug in the crate on that one. That I forgot hilarious. all about that damn that movie. That movie is hilarious. No, it's, it's funny, but I, I it's one. you ever feel like y'all watch so many movies that you start to get movies? Yeah, for sure. I I've done that so many times. That's a complete disrespect to, to all my, my heroes out there. That I, I forgot a lot of those damn movies that oh, I've been watching, but God Almighty, they, they do give oh. some good memories out there. Yes. Jeremy Piven, what? I love that what, man. What happened to him? He's always been a supporting actor, kind of. He's in the Supporting Actor Hall of Fame. Uh, he's That was one of his only lead roles outside of PCU, which I also think is a fucking classic, uh, he's ever had. Yeah, most of the time he's playing a supporting role, but he's made a good living, better than most as an actor in the entertainment industry. Uh, most people be lucky having the acting career that he's had. Yeah, once you get on like a, I think TV shows really keep like actors' careers going a lot longer than you know maybe they initially thought. Because Kevin Costner's getting the second leg with Yellowstone. Like he does, he, but even been, he was an A plus movie star. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of movies lately. But if you call out a lot of movies that he's done lately, most people can't even fucking remember them. True, but Jerry Pivens never had that, yeah. ever. Yeah, that's true. Entourage is probably going to be like his uh, his rock one enough. But that, that's just going to be his thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Kevin Costner was a bona fide movie star in the eighties and nineties. And granted, the one guy that was in uh, which one of y'all told me about the show Clickbait on Netflix? That was me. Yeah, because it yeah. was because that one guy was on Entourage, and I completely forgot about him. I don't remember. He was the lead actor on Entourage. He was the one guy that got kidnapped in a Clickbait. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw him in Clickbait. Talking about the actor that everybody was living off of in Entourage. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. I haven't name, seen him in anything. I was like, oh, fuck, that's the one dude from uh, Entourage. I have not seen him in anything since Entourage. No, I, no well, shit, that clickbait was the first thing I saw. So I was like, all right, damn, it's nice to know that he can see the <laughs> second mean, leg. Yeah, even Turtle's getting more work than he is. <laughs> 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 well, he, he lost weight, and Steve Harvey put him in a couple of movies, so yeah. <laughs> Got he was in uh, that thing like a man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I never saw it, but I'm glad Turtle's getting work. Well, good for good for him, man. Everybody <laughs> needs like a second leg on their career. So, yeah, TV shows. There's a lot of streaming services out there. They need actors, and you know, actors they damn near they damn near ain't turning nothing down. They think it'd be a big hit. So, yeah, shout out to Turtle, shout out to Jeremy Piffin, Entourage, all y'all been doing great things. So, yeah, salute to all y'all. Another great episode. Happy to be back with y'all. Oh yeah, no man, it was it was a long couple of weeks off. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm a sober up for now. I'm sorry, I was rambling on that lemon. What is that? Uh, I don't know. Lemonade, I'm, tequila. I'm a, I might steal that bottle. Yeah, that, that, that uh, it was smooth. delicious. That might have made me a little tipsy there. Yeah, yeah. Mean, that was strong. Yeah, pour was another strong. cup real quick. No, it was good. Uh, yeah, that ain't was bad. But I, yeah, I, you driving, man? Chill out. Drink the water. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but time to take y'all out. And once again, I want to thank everybody out there, man, for. Stick with the Cinemax Avant boys. Yeah. Sorry we had to take a week off, but you know what? I'm going to make it more of a habit to put out these uh, deleted uh That's hilarious. Clips. That was a good, man. Good I'd job. Be for, yeah. I'd be very good editing this. job. Yeah, good job. Underappreciated art of editing. Yeah, very good. Very good. I was, I was thinking, like, if they really understood how much we ramble, we would never get a podcast done. <laughs> We ramble for about an hour, damn near. No, because so. my wife doesn't understand. Like, why y'all there so long? It's like, if you understood how much we sit around and talk, oh, 
this talk before the podcast, like before we actually hit record and just sitting here and just just chatting, like we really do have a good time just talking about stuff yeah. just randomly. Oh yeah, it's a good time, man. Yeah, we it's fun, always fun. So yeah, so I, I'll make that more of a habit to give you all some outtakes. Yeah. I'm still debating if I want to pit Ryan's out there because I might he might get implicated into like a like a like a crime pretty soon. <laughs> like if your ex ever goes missing, you do, you suspect number one. Hell yeah. I gotta be, I gotta be in court. I gotta be a character witness. Like, hey man, like he's a stand-up guy. Yeah. Right, you gonna be out there looking like Johnny Depp and her, her. Oh my god, I love, I love you guys. Yeah, oh, man. Man. appreciate that. Yeah, man. Well, once again, want y'all to give us give us a chance on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, look us up on uh, Spotify. We on Apple. We on iHeartRadio. Everywhere you can get your podcast, that's where we are. So. Remember to like, subscribe, share the episodes with all your friends and family. And once again, we'll see you guys later. Hopefully, we'll go out and watch a movie. Have a good week, y'all. Alrighty, good night.